UBC proudly presents Devil Dan. From the beachside studio near the happiest place on earth, the original Disneyland, we bring you MiceCast with your host, Greg and Shaft. Welcome to MiceCast. Tonight, it's going to be Greg and Shaft because, well, Mike has called in sick, poor baby. I was going to say, where is he? Is he on another vacation or something? No, you know, yeah. Is he does, at the does, river? No, he's does not. Does the river call him again? Uh, I think he has swine flu. I don't know. He's, he, he left me a message. Yeah, I was sitting at the computer waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'd been out of the room for a while. So once I got back in the studio, I never even bothered to look at my... Uh, cell phone and he had called and then text saying that he wasn't feeling good so he was good to go to bed i got a haircut for tonight oh boy so anyways yeah. we're just going to do this ourselves and screw him and you know no, all right no. yeah well yeah you know what proverbially you know yeah. uh, anyway <laughs> we've got some email to catch up on just to tell you guys about and then we'll you know we'll putz through a few things <laughs> you like, you oh, like that, huh, Shaft? I like that. All right. Um, now I haven't checked. <coughs> I haven't checked the link on this yet, but it says you guys may enjoy this website. Might be used as a show topic. It's uh, www.mesaverdetimes.blogspot.com, and that's M E S A. B-E-R-D-E-T-I-M-E-S dot blogspot.com. It says these guys basically jump off the Horizons ride multiple times during the last days of the attraction and wander the show scenes and the behind-the-scene areas of the ride, taking video and pictures of everything. It's totally illegal but completely fascinating. Enjoy, Jared, Clearwater, Florida. Well, I'm going to have to check that out because, quite frankly, I would be both interested and then pissed off these guys were acting like jerks and, yeah. you know, going through the attraction. But, you know. How rude. How rude. Um, you know, and that probably goes from just my years in security. People who do that deserve a good swift kick in the uh, butt with the jack boots that all of us security types wore, of course. Uh, <laughs> and uh, beat the living crap out of them. No, no, no. We never did that too much. Uh, so... I will check that website out. It does sound interesting. I, I meant to do it before we had a show. Uh, so thank you, Jared. All right, we got one here from Yvonne. Oh, I went to school with Yvonne. Uh, I started. Yeah, I remember her. Cute girl. Uh, since you didn't go to that same school. No, uh, there was an Yvonne in, the, in, uh, in our high school, too. Oh, well. In I, my class. Well, that's why I don't remember, because you were a year yeah. behind me. I started listening to your podcast a couple months ago and love it. Ooh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so th- Thank you. 
<laughs> so many we love of, you too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we mean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, how you doing? Uh, so many of the other podcasts focus on Walt Disney World, and a lot of them sound like nerds. Well, I know what you mean, and we are not nerds. Uh, <laughs> We're jerks, but not nerds. That's right. It's great to hear about our local park from guys in the know. You're right, baby. We know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. Jeez, I'm in one of those. I'm in one of those kind of moods tonight. Uh, you, you not only sound. Let's see. No, I'm sorry. You not only don't sound like nerds. You are also fall down funny. Well, you're you're right on, Yvonne. I mean, I can't help it tonight. You're you're you've you've hit us right on. I may not have. Let's see. Wait. I'm getting totally distracted from what I'm actually reading. Uh, okay. I may not heard you guys talk about Fantasmic and the fiasco with the missing dragon. I don't think I missed it. And I'm not sure if Mike has released that show or he, maybe he just did. Did we talked about it in the show that you and I did a few weeks ago? Didn't yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit and we can talk about it a little bit here. Yeah, I think we'll talk, well. a, we'll get to it after the emails. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and what's the deal with Disneyland getting rid of the McDonald's fries? I know Greg may say who gives, and she you know puts a bunch of little fancy characters about the fries, and you're right. But I'm really pissed off about it. <laughs> it was the only place that you could get good McDonald fries. Anyway, keep up the good work. Looking forward to your next podcast. Um, you know what? I'm mixed on the fries because I thought I might want to buy them, but then I'd always look at the price and knowing how much I could buy them outside the park and kind of said, well, eh, forget it. You know, uh, real quick on that, what it was was uh, McDonald's and Disney had a real long-term deal. It was like 10 years or so, and that's where you had all your exclusive Disney toys in the Happy Meals. And as part of that, McDonald's had a couple restaurant franchises in the park. So they just did the fries in Disneyland, but they had the Burger Invasion restaurant over at California Adventure. Um, That deal came to an end, and... uh, between Disney and McDonald's, the I don't know who said uncle, but they both agreed amicably uh, not to renew the deal. Uh, well, there I I think you know don't yes you're right they both kind of said okay we're done. But if I remember right, there was a lot of bad press about you know Disney and the toys and you know having well, the kids want to go get the latest movie toy and it's how the food's bad and. I'm not saying well, Disney bought into that and dumped it because of that or decided not to move forward with it, but a lot of that was going around about the time they said, you know what, we're done with this particular deal. Well, uh, also on the other side, I did hear something that McDonald's was, uh, was kind of um, feeling like they were missing out because Shrek hit so hard. I mean, it was such a big deal with the three movies. and oh, the last the Shrek- one blew. Well... It still was pop, very popular. Oh, sure. The series and, in general were popular and very funny. I got it. And uh, DreamWorks Animation has had some really good uh, stuff coming out. And other people, I think Burger King in, in particular, have been able to do the DreamWorks toys because McDonald's was stuck to a contract with Disney, uh, an exclusive contract to Disney toys. And I think McDonald's was kind of edging that they would like to be able to do Disney toys, but they would like to do others. So I think that was part of it. But long oh, story well, short, didn't, didn't they have Barbie and Mattel's at the same time? Uh, yeah, they know, had, the Hot they, they have, and stuff? They, yeah, they have Mattel toys, but that that's also goes right in with the Disney. 
contracts because Disney also has their contracts with Mattel's as well. Well, wait, wait. but if they were exclusively with Disney, would it exclude Mattel? But they did have it. Basically, is Disney is an entertainment company. They weren't going to take on DreamWorks or Sony, you know, any of the other cartoon um, (coughs) movies. It was just Disney. Okay, so so long story short, the contract ended, and that's why uh, Burger Invasion got closed. And, uh, and the I'm fry like, cart's cares? gone and everything. Um, you know who I was told uh, is taking over uh, Burger Invasion Restaurant? Uh, I just can't wait to find out. Rainforest Cafe is going to uh, ah. take over. Going to... Uh, you know, you know, I don't. Why don't they do the dinosaur one instead? Uh, the dinosaur restaurant inside uh, Animal Kingdom is run by Rainforest Cafe. They're going to do something similar. It's not to okay. You, you you really got to get up on your East Coast things. Uh, I don't care about the East Coast. I really don't care. I don't I don't stay up with it. But that's what I was told. Oh but, but, my God, that's one of the biggest parts of the company, dude. Uh, no, the dino. <laughs> I know the dinosaur ones run by the same company. It is not in the Animal Kingdom. It's in downtown Disney jerk off ah thank you anyways i like the dinosaur thing i, yeah, <laughs> I but, thought it was kind of cool uh, yeah they're going to do something similar to burger invasion so i have been told oh so it's still going to be it's not going to be on the scale of right the rainforest restaurant it might be something no, it's, it, it, it'll be it'll still be a fast food style restaurant but okay. yeah counter counter the new vernacular is counter service Oh, is that what it is? Well, yeah. When you get into the dining plan, you you either have your uh, dining service or or quick service, some may call it, uh, or your your restaurant for sit down, whatever. Uh, okay, full service. Full service. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if they call it that, but anyways, now I'm as I'm getting mad at you, I can't remember what the other one was. All right, so moving on. Now that we killed McDonald's, um, this is from Rick. I wanted to rip out. So no, I wanted to rip my iPod out of my glove compartment and throw it out the window. The crickets were driving me nuts. Is that I, the crickets at your studio? Uh, yes, and it oh, sounds okay. like they've shut up for a minute. They were going earlier. I thought that my truck was infested with those vile little critters. <laughs> Just kidding. Keep up the great show, guys. Thank you. No. Just remember, Jiminy is a cricket. That's right. I said no. Thank you. Um. All right, moving on. Oh, that's from you. That's for an, that's for a possible different Halloween show. Considering our last Halloween show, I don't even think it's been um, put up there yet. Uh, no, Mike, Somebody's no, Mike needed a oh, yeah. uh, Bla- copy of it, so I got blame it on Mike. Yet, who just finished it two weeks ago? Yeah, I know. I finished. It. No, it was more than it was three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks and how many months late you know come on I, I know i'm a few months late on it but uh I, <laughs> it's almost all the oh, again i know <laughs> and 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 one one story we do need to mention here um uh our friend marty who works for the company that did the uh uh haunted house that we did a couple years ago oh, we did uh, two years in a row yeah. we did two years in a row that we were over at his house filmed it and we're, we were talking about Marty is not going to be able to do his haunted house. A couple, uh, he's had a couple problems with the city, uh, and one of his neighbors. The other neighbors like it, but one of his neighbors is complaining about the traffic coming into the neighborhood. You know, it's always one. You know, it's never. You know, it's when when you get screwed, it's usually one person. Yeah. It, you know that but, small minority that blows it for everybody else. Yeah. 
So he has that, and he also said, admittedly, it's kind of hard. His uh, regular uh, sponsors, Home Depot, and a couple of the others have said they're, they themselves are a little short on being able to hand out some funds and supplies this year because they themselves are hurting a little bit. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of yes. I know I know how donations are going right now for things. So he does say on Halloween night, though, uh, for those that have seen the old show and come out for Halloween night, he and a few of his friends are still going to dress up and they're going to engage with trick or treaters and they're going to take up a collection for the Children's Hospital of Orange County uh, that they will take uh, any donations there on Halloween night to be able to uh, send a chalk. Yeah. So, if you're in the neighborhood, I don't know how. Well, I thought he stored all that stuff. I'm not sure why he keeps needing a ton of wood and supplies, but I'm not getting into that. Uh, all right, last email for now. Um, I don't remember which one of us said this, but our buddy Grant likes our idea. Does like your suggestion of lower prices, lower portions? Imagine you can advertise that you cut both prices and calories suddenly disney has healthier food you know i i mentioned that because that's something i my uh dad is with the uh my father my father is with the uh washington state restaurant association and one of his big things is he's talking about healthier menus and you know and we all talk about it we all talk about you know, the supersized meals in America is getting bigger and heavier and everything. We do like it. And that's one of the things I always mention that people say, well, it's kind of pricey. And they go, okay, let's just go with a lower price and uh, smaller portions. And, you know, in a business sense, if the people are hungry, they're still going to go back and buy more. So you're still going to make just as much, if not more money. But in the meantime, yeah, it would be really good. Uh, I always thought good, just good ad. Uh, yeah, their their portions I think are too large, but you know you're gonna get the, dare I say, fat people, who will then think the portions are too small. Yeah, I agree. Well, you, you buy will. an extra dessert. You know, quite frankly, yeah, I think the poor. You know, and I'm a bigger guy, so you probably think I pound it away. I don't. Most of the time when I get those big meals, it's about enough. Maybe just a little too much. And with the old dining plan, where you you know everybody at the table got an appetizer then you yeah. got your entree uh, you know plus endless drinks and then your dessert you know it makes sense to me that if you're in a a party of x you know a family of four do you really need multiple <laughs> excuse me multiple appetizers wouldn't one like when, when i go to a restaurant like doug's downtown grill in the historic downtown area of garden grove um one of my sponsors on the other show. I forgot to put him in my last show, so I figured I'd throw him in here. <laughs> <laughs> and, or. you know, and thanks to those imaginary My Way listeners, they have gone to the restaurant. He told me, he says, yeah, I, people have been mentioning that. I'm like, Great. Hey, I, show, I showed that site to somebody to get your Netflix, to go onto that oh, site. Oh, very to go good. Onto Netflix. And there is so much that's being worked on. Did you finish getting all your pages worked on? Uh, no, but every page has that Netflix thing on it. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you know what I watched today on Netflix? Or yeah. not on, but I had it sent to me, and uh, the wife and I watched it. Was a movie directed by Gene Kelly. Nineteen sixty-seven. It was made. It's eighty-nine minutes long. It was rated PG. I'm surprised too. A guide 
for the married man. Oh, okay. It's funny. It's directed by Gene Kelly. An all-star romp centers on the faithful married man Paul Manning, which is, of course, Walter Matthau, who's tempted by his uh, philan... Philandering. That's the one. Boy, that doesn't look... Philandering friend Edward, who's played by, I forgot, Robert Morris or something like that, to cheat on his beautiful wife, even though he doesn't really want to. And this guy's got every angle worked out. It's really kind of funny and campy. But uh, what was funny is that I was starting to watch it online, and I thought, you know, the wife would probably like this. It's listing all of these people as advisors, like... um, um, did I go blank? Can you believe that? Carl, Carl, uh, Carl Reiner, uh, Lucy, uh, Lucille Ball. They got this list of all these Jack Benny. I'm like, advisors? What, what do you mean these people are advisors? Well, they're later in there, Art Carney, as part of these like little, let's say, skits when his friend is telling, well, this one guy, you know, and then it goes off, it cuts uh. off, and it's these guys doing these little uh little montages inside the movie. Uh, but his wife is Inger Stevens. Now, do you know who Inger Stevens is? No. Ooh, what a dish. She was hot. Now, she ended up committing suicide, I think, when she was 38. It was her second. Oh, yeah, her second attempt. To, you know, another one of these poor creatures who's gorgeous, built, and I guess just life is too tough for them when they're working in movies. But uh, well, suddenly, they, you know, it's that old thing: die young, stay pretty. They suddenly see that first wrinkle or something, and heaven forbid, and their entire world is shattered. Well, I don't think I did read up on her a little bit because I said she was in a um, uh, Clint Eastwood movie, Hang 'Em High, I think it was, and I'm like, who is this? You know, why is why haven't I seen more of this person? You know? Yeah. Um, so I looked her up, and she's she was Swedish-American, go figure, with a name like Inger. Um, and she was actually born at Stinsland, and, but, you know, they changed that. Uh, but, well, she died at 35, you know, in 1970. It just it makes no sense. She's got a long, long list of credits in film and TV shows. Like, you know, one one time on Alfred Hitchcock, one time on Bonanza, one time on this, you know, it's just this long list, yeah. two, two twilight zones, uh, um, you know, five card stud, hang them high house of cards. I mean, she's been in a lot of things and, but this was, a, and the time that actually killed her was the second time she had tried it, I guess once before she supposedly had, uh, uh, tried to commit suicide in 59, uh, when supposedly uh, romance with Bing Crosby had ended, so I don't know. You know, she took a combination of like theophylline, epidia. I don't care. You know, the doctors are made for these names. Uh, basically, Tedrol is what she overdosed on, which is a combination of a, a few other things uh, that are so associated with what was it with breathing trouble. It's prescribed for asthma and emphysema uh, and stuff like that. Okay. But anyways, you know she's she's rock she's rock solid, cute and hot and uh, gorgeous body, and she kills herself. You know it's like yeah, bitch. Uh, so back to Disney. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, uh, that's like that guy right now that they uh, just found in Canada. Girl, I thought was kind of cute and everything, but oh well. Yeah, I I have I've only been following it to the point that I know that he had went home. Then you know the Royal Canadian Police had. Uh, said they had him, then they didn't have him, then they found him uh, committed suicide. So, did the Canadian police help him? 
did they really have him and then say they didn't have him because the guy, you know, <laughs> said, please let me just uh, kill myself because those damn Americans will probably, you know, hang me or electrocute me or something. Well, you know, you can't, uh, Canada will not extradite on a ca- on a capital case. Yeah, well, the, either will Mexico. Or I Mexico. should say a death, penal- a death yeah. penalty case. Yeah, either will Mexico. That's why bounty hunters are made. All right, so... <laughs> That's uh, pretty much the last of the emails. Now, we should mention, uh, we were talking earlier before we went online about the dragon. I almost, you know what, I'm going to refuse to use the name Murphy. I don't know. Do you have any idea where that stupid name started? You know, I actually, okay, first of all, several people have said, yo, do you know what the name of the dragon is? Do you know what the name of the dragon is? Okay, now when when you say that, who are these people? These are the people that are reading the websites. And it's like, yeah, I heard what the websites are. I okay, okay. So these are these are guests in the park asking you this. No, th- these are other cast members. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you didn't you didn't say that. So it's like they and who and you know oh. the them. You know, air quotes them. Excuse they. Me. Yeah. Who? Well, it is the they. <laughs> but but people are going. Yeah, you know what the name of the dragon is. Other cast members. I go. Yeah, I heard. Um, <laughs> the I. One one of the texts said, uh, when they said, yeah, Murphy, and one of the texts goes, yeah, you know why that is. And I go, because Murphy's law. Everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. He goes, yeah, several times. So, yeah, Okay, so that's so, nothing official out I, of WDI or any BS. No, no, no. It, it's, it's, it's a BS name that just, he's been nothing but problems and still being problems out there. All right, yeah, okay. And speaking of that, our old friend, and I use that real loosely, Al Putz, put out today in a post that he put out well oh, that sorry. i don't know but uh he said in a post that murphy would be up and running again but he didn't say when he did not say when that is true and what he also um again and this 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 is why i kind of don't like al i mean al seems to dig deep and get some information but he i don't know he takes positives and makes them negative he again is bashing on ed greer and the elusive ed greer <coughs> went in the park and it's you know he it's like the the thing you just said them or they the yeah. cast members know that it really takes something big to get him out of the office and and I've I've stated numerous times in recent shows, Ed has been out of the park. I I think out of the parks. Um, he no, he's been out in the parks. <laughs> yeah, out of the parks. He's been out and wandering about a little bit more. I think he has been getting the word that he has been maybe what spending he he maybe too uh, too much of a recluse up there in his office. But no, Ed is getting. In fact, when I was driving home. Uh, I saw him and a couple people standing out uh, on Catella at the new pedestrian gate they just installed out there. They moved where the pedestrian gate used to go across the street towards, uh, or I should say, actually came out to be able to cross the street over to uh, the Anaheim Convention Center. Yeah. They moved the gate a little further east that's actually now pretty much lining up much better with the uh, crosswalk, and it goes to where the new tram zone is going to be going in uh, on the inside. But I, I passed by him. He was out there with a number of people. Ed's been out, been spending a little bit more time out 
and about and is a little bit more in view of the cast members. Well, quite frankly, he has a job to do besides walk around in the park. And I, I, I know it's been talked about other executives who are in the park more, blah, 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 blah. Well, but, it, go, it goes on to that. We talked about this numerous times where, you know, we we talk about the old days with Ron Dominguez uh, being out there and talking with everybody in Jack, uh, uh, I almost said Jack Wagner. Um, oh, Jack Lindquist. Jack Lindquist. Thank you. And Jack Lindquist. And then you had Paul Pressler, who was a little bit more. Uh, he was out a little bit, but he was more stayed. He kind of separated himself a little bit. Then Cynthia was kind of in the middle ground. And then you had uh, Matt Wiemet. Is there a right or wrong? There isn't. These are just all different styles, and they all just fit to the different people. Is Ed Greer right or wrong in staying more into the office? Well, like you said, his job is to be president of the resort. His job is to be he's the figurehead that goes out and talks to everybody else on the outside, all the other businesses. He's the person that answers to Burbank and then everybody else in the park answers to him. So is he right or wrong? It's his style. You can't say he's wrong at it. Yeah. From the cast member side of it, it would be nice to see our leadership get out more and about, but I can't say that I can't fault him because that just happens to be his style. If he's still doing the job, he's still doing his job. Well, yes, and quite frankly, you know, some of these other people you mentioned, especially going back to, to Jack and uh, Ron, they only had one park. It was a much different right. time. You know, it's, it's, and, you know, some might say if they're out in the park all the time, are they actually doing their job? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, you're right. All people handle, management different some are very hands-on some are very hands-off you might almost say that ed is the type who trusts the people below him to get the job done and only shows up when they're not getting the job done and some might call that you know it's like a version of the one minute manager okay i'm gonna spend a minute i'm gonna tell you what i needed from you and then you know where i am and you yeah. and that person won't come back unless you just aren't cutting them you know you're cutting yeah him. Then he comes back and he gets, you know, gets mixed in it because something is not going correctly. Now, again, is one person one way bad or not? Because, you know, how many, uh, you know, think of all the years I was there with you also, and you heard all the complaints about the chorus. You know, God, if he's out in the park, oh, you know, oh my God, I don't want to see. And, you know, a lot of people didn't want to see a lot of the top execs out there. And now we've got these third parties like Putts complaining that they're never out there you know right you know well you know like you you've said it before when we talked about management styles he's the president he has vps he has directors he has managers they're supposed to be going out there and doing this job and then they report to him and then he handles whatever they need to be able to get their job done out there he shouldn't he shouldn't quote unquote have to be out there well i would be more but, worried if those managers weren't out there now if you were to tell me that you never see those middle managers, <laughs> then I would be worried, right? Because those really are the people you should see. That they're right. the they're the people who really run it on a daily basis. He's an executive. Now, some may say because he's an executive, he's got more free time. He should be out there, but again, different management styles. 
Uh, don't stuff. don't know how many meetings he's in, you know, with corporate and all that. But yeah. moving on, we we beat this one but, up. Yeah, last time. but but just to throw the light, <laughs> it, it's you know just in our particular corporate environment, the way it is, uh, the quote unquote, uh, I'm going to use the air quotes here, the family the family feel that we're supposed to be having. It's nice to see the heads, the you know you know the top brass come around now and then, and. You know, I've said it before, I'll say it again, we're kind of a, a victim of our own success. You're right, when uh, we had Jack and we had Ron Dominguez and all those, we were a much smaller company where our peak uh, employment was in the eight and 9,000 range. Now our average employment during the middle of winter is close to 20,000. Uh, there's a lot more that goes on. and But long story short, again, uh, he has been going out and about a little bit more. You do see him a little bit more frequently. Does he interact? I don't know. I haven't done it. I haven't interacted with him, but I have seen him out and about more. Well, to, to, be, to be very honest, I saw Michael Eisner more than I ever saw Ron Dominguez or Jack Lundquist in the park when I was there. Yeah. I And, and quite frankly, because he came into the security office, I rarely saw Ron Dominguez unless I went up to the third floor. You know, I might see him cross um, over to the in-between or something like that, but I never saw him in the park. And all the time <laughs> I was opening in the park and worked in the park, I rarely well, ever saw those guys in the park. So, again, who are these cast members who I, routinely saw these guys all the time? Well, I, I mostly saw them because they parked their cars right out front, so I'd see them when they come in in the morning well, when they leave the Exactly. Afternoon. So, I mean, come on. I mean, we, the guys who are working at the TDA building probably see these guys all the time, and they would say, hey, what do you mean? I see these. They're, they're out and about. You know, we hear this in the park thing. Well, I've worked in the park for the majority <laughs> of the time I worked there, and I – didn't see these guys in the park. I saw the cores. I saw what was the guy we finally decided on um, was under core of the, out of Main Bob Street. Bob No, not the not oh, him. Craig Smith. Craig Smith. I saw him in the park some, uh, but quite frankly, it was the middle level managers. You know that you know the park ones and all those guys. Those are the ones that, uh, to be honest with you, I was more scared of seeing those guys. Then yeah, what, what bad news are you bringing me? <laughs> then, a, then a Ron Dominguez or somebody, because Ron yeah. would stop and talk to you. Those guys usually meant something was up. If they, you know? if they stopped and talked to you, <laughs> they were it was upset. always bad. Yeah, yeah. So now he did. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the putts again. He well, did one s- moment. I, I I need to open this up. Oops! Oh, there goes the fizzy. Well, not I, I really. He just the adult beverage here. He just said, barring any unplanned setbacks, and you can tell us what setbacks you've heard about. The dragon could appear later this week. Okay. I haven't heard anything. Be- because what he's saying is the good news is the dragon has been running through his paces correctly. Now, again, let's back up. We see Murphy. We see his. Quite frankly, it's a chick, right? Doesn't mo- isn't it's Melissa, Melissa, Melissa Fent is, is missing one important feature to be a dude. Okay, so this dragon, yeah, they can. But, you know, in her day, in her cartoon days, probably not. The dragon should be a chick. So anyways, through his paces correctly. So he's saying the good news is the dragon's been working good. um, And now and the delay is more about waiting for unique valves and replacement parts for the ferocious fire breathing effect. Um, 
and some rehearsal time. So now, what have you heard, or what will you talk about more likely, of uh, what is happening, and could we see him as early as this weekend, in your well, opinion, I, from what you're hearing? Not that what, you have firsthand knowledge as a frontline cast member, but what have you I been hearing? I don't have firsthand knowledge. What I have been hearing as I enjoy my frosty adult beverage on this hot August evening. Um, I have, uh, what I've been hearing is they are still having some issues. He is not going through his paces correctly. Uh, he will start out correctly and then he'll, he will vary from his assigned, uh, motions. Um, I should say she, she will vary from her assigned motions. Um, so I don't, you know, this is just scuttle that I'm overhearing and how, what they mean on how much of a variance. Okay. You know, to me, when you say you're varying from the assigned motions that an audio animatronic makes, uh, that means the left arm moved instead of the right arm. That's, that's a major thing. Uh, to these engineers, it could mean that, okay, maybe it went five degrees instead of six. I don't know. Oh yeah. Know. But that, that difference in degrees when you're spewing fire could mean the difference on, and, you know, roasting the frontline uh, guests and, or not. I, yeah, and I did hear that uh, she accidentally uh, lit the front of the stage on fire one night. Oh, I thought so. you were going to say she doo-dooed on the stage. She doo-dooed uh, on the stage. <laughs> well, th this was this was a doo-doo. So uh, not, not major, just that the flame effect went off and she was aimed at the stage when it went off. So Wouldn't be good for... <laughs> Frontline cast members. <laughs> not, not for Mickey standing there with his sword going, this is my dream. Whoosh. It was your dream, you little rodent. <laughs> or we should put a little higher pitch. It was your dream, you little rodent. Oh, that's funny. Mickey needs a, Mickey needs a uh, no, uh, yeah, no mix uh, suit out there. That's right. So, okay. So, uh, you know, we, we said we didn't want to, totally do an output show uh, which we you know haven't done in a well actually i guess we did it, we did a couple it just weeks a couple ago. weeks ago yeah so um I don't... so you were telling me you finally heard some officiality from the uh, space mountain though we told you that was happening because we, yeah, it was published yeah, you, you, and all that yeah you said it was published on the company sites and you know me i rarely go on those sites but yeah i was talking they're cleaning off the mountain they're starting to clean off the mountain this week so, and they will be putting some lighting effects on the, the, it's in preparation of putting lighting effects on the exterior of the mountain. And they said they will be adding some lighting effects to the interior of the mountain. Oh, by the way, so, speaking of the mountain, I went and rode it yesterday uh, for one, one reason and one reason only uh, to look for. Did you see a center post? Well, I didn't think there would be necessarily a center post, but possibly a couple of posts. It was so damn dark. I couldn't see. It's, yeah, it's, it seems darker in there than it used to yeah, be. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking, you know, it's already my eyes should be adjusted by now. I'm going up those last, you know, the turn and the last lift, and I'm staring. In fact, for the whole ride, I'm not really paying attention to where I'm going. I'm looking to see if I can catch a glimpse of, of something. And I was trying to record. This, you know, this is my luck with recording. I, I had a fast pass, so I pretty much hit record. As, uh, as soon as I gave my fast pass and I'm going down the tunnels, I've got a couple guests in front of me who are loud talkers, and they're talking about some crafts they're making. The guy, the kid behind me, I should almost, uh, was almost giving me an enema. And so I, I'm, I'm but, and, and they were kind of loud. Well, that's rather personal. Yeah, he kept bumping and being close. So we 
get on the attraction, and, hey, what do you know? Loud talkers are in front of me. They're still talking about their their crafts, okay? And behind me, I'm hearing some chatter, but that chatter wasn't too bad until, until we started going up the hill. And I didn't realize how young the kid was behind me, and he was with an older kid. I kept hearing, keep eyes open. Uh, wait, look at that. Wait, don't close your eyes yet. I, I swear to God, through the whole ride, the girls in front of me are screaming and talking about their their project. The guys behind me, every three or four seconds, eyes open, eyes open. And I'm trying to record. This is my luck. Every time I go on Pirates, I'm surrounded <laughs> by, by Spanish-speaking people who talk in a high, fast volume like nobody else is around. And I was a little upset, to say the least, but screw it. I can go again. I'll try again. But uh, it, it's just it's just my luck recording sometimes. I get this kind of stuff. But it was just so damn dark. But And I spent the whole... I don't know, about an hour looking for blueprints online, all kinds of things online. I literally can't find any construction photos of Space Mountain at Disneyland. There's one that You know says, why that is? Why, Richard, why? Because years and years ago, there was some Space Mountain blueprints that were being snuck underneath a fence, and a security officer by the name of Greg came by and found these things and brought them into the office and started a whole hornet's nest on why somebody was trying to get those blue. I remember when you found those Space Mountain blueprints years ago when uh, the offices used to be over on what's now uh, Disney uh, Disneyland Drive. Yeah, but there's, there's blueprints all over the internet for the mansion, uh, other attractions. I know, but I remember specifically those particular ones that you found. So, see, those were never brought out, and that's why they're not on the net, because yeah, yeah, you found maybe. them and prevented maybe. them from but getting there, out. But there's no open. photographs either, and one photograph I saw that said it was Disneyland, looking at it closely, I think it is actually was Disney World, but I found some construction photos for the one at Paris, and I think, I'm not positive because I really haven't looked up the specs, that the Paris one is roughly the same size as ours. Uh, run that by again? That the Paris Disneyland Space Mountain is roughly the size of ours. Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm not positive. But anyways, I found one photograph model. It was kind of hard to tell. It was a small picture. I couldn't get it any bigger. And if... Ours and theirs were about the same size, and that was actually a construction photo, not someone recreating their own 3D thing, because there's a lot of that crap out there, too. Uh, I think I see the construction method, and, and it's something that I had in my mind, and my quick um, quick to the draw, no effing way was more because it was burnt in my mind about how Disney World's was with these four columns, yeah. and that, you know, it was just, I, I have to say, it was not that I didn't believe it could be done, but based on prior Disney construction, I saw no reason why they would go to the extra expense to totally like free uh, span this. Cause I mean, Grant, look at, look at baseball well, or not baseball. Yeah. Baseball, football stadiums. We see these huge roof systems that are, you know, right. I mean, span forever, but I didn't see Disney doing that when they have the opportunity, there's nothing preventing them from running supports up to center, which would take a lot of the load off. Because it's dark anyways, but it was so damn dark in there, I couldn't see it. Well, what it is, I do, you know, I specifically do remember the columns, uh, uh, the support columns in uh, uh, Florida. That was when when they actually had the uh, people mover 
go not not just go through the queue, but actually go into Space Mountain in Florida. It still that was does. Such a, it goes does right. It go all the way through it. it I mean, it's it not, goes through right. You can watch the stuff flying around. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember, I remember they, it from pictures, the pictures, the construction photos, and it was very cool. <laughs> but those those columns just were so prominent and massive it just was very impressive i don't f- but, <laughs> were you impressed by their sheer size yes i was well, large large the, things impressed me i don't but, find well you're not impressed very often at home are you um i don't no, I'm, I'm the one that does the impression there <laughs> i don't think theirs is as dark as ours is and i remember there and maybe it was just when i was a kid i swear to god when you and i went and mark and i went you could barely see, you know, the glow of the stripes in the side of those cars. You and now it seems like, you know, you really can kind of see the track. I yeah. Don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, memories of a younger time and Well, I also think that one of the reasons it's so dark now is when they redid Space Mountain this last time. It's all new projectors, so you're using newer technology. You don't have the as much as am- ambient light and all that, right? And the projectors are probably you know you've had years that these projectors, uh, the seals have worn away on the doors and everything. So you got some light leakage. By the way, is is the track? Uh, I didn't really pay attention. Is the track a different color or black or anything that uh, would uh, make it not stand out as much? Not that I know of. As far as I know, the track is the basic, you gray, know, that dark gray, gray. That's yeah. always been. Um, that's what. That's why I watched when they were installing it. It looked. It looked the same. And when I was asking one of the guys, I go, "Well, what? What are you doing different in there?" And he goes, "Nothing. Same exact track." Well, then, yeah, same that that layout. I knew. And I'm still thinking that 15 feet Just, you may have been talking about was. I wouldn't doubt that uh, uh, the the support for the roller coaster track itself might not go down you know 15 feet or so into you know some kind of footing or casing or something so yeah. you know I, i'm not gonna beat that up again now uh the putz man our favorite uh punching bag we're not supposed to be doing i, this I know i can't help it but we got some of these updates and some of the stuff we're gonna update on he's got contrary information captain p i'm eo what if he is still insisting it's coming back for a short run through the holiday season? What have you heard? Everybody I've talked to, and we should qualify this. You are a frontline cast member, and you, I'm a frontline cast member. Squat. Right? So what, what? Yeah. So what? I, you know, it's not like I'm talking to the uh, powers that be or anything. But everybody I've talked to says, "No way. Um, that's the past. It's a particular thing that they really." don't want to bring up uh you know not that anybody's well i would be ashamed if i was francis ford coppola because there are so many mistakes that we've talked about on that movie before but it's just we have the show that's going on in there there's no reason to change it um plus plus we're getting past the whole michael jackson memorial gig so I can't picture yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he's. I'm gonna. I, I most likely will be at D23, and I'm gonna try to make all the big talks, you know, with um, uh, anybody that's anybody. But you know, he's also swearing that, um, you know, Captain Eho, Eo is being shoehorned back into the old Magic Eye Theater. Um, the return of the Hatbox Ghost and and the Haunted Mansion after the holiday overlay is done, and the reasons he gives for it's it's. Uh, 
not being there, I find kind of, you know, far fetched. But I well, won't. I, I won't go into those details. You know, I remember uh, there was something a couple of, like about a year or two ago when they were uh, talking about a big mansion thing. Uh, or maybe it was just this last year during the 40th, they were talking about some of the original drawings with it, and they were talking about the Hatbox Ghost, and they were hoping to bring that back in. So I think well, that well, might Don't you be... think you would have, if you were going to do it, you would have done it with this celebration? Yeah. I even even if so. it would have only sat there for a few months before the overlay, Yeah, you still would have brought it out for the actual anniversary. Yeah, because literally, because, if if it's was, working, I, I think there was even a pin. There was a pin that was made yeah. of it like a year ago. Or if, so. if it's working, if they've got this figure, pretty much has to be sat in there, plugged in. You know, program. I, I'm oversimplifying it, but it shouldn't be uh, that big of a deal. It's not like they have to dig a pit. You know, run. No, not anymore. It. You just you just anchor it into the framing and pull, run the well, wires. How much? It. You know, anchoring could be overthought too depending on how big it is how much movement it is uh some of these frames that these things are are set on anyways are quite substantial themselves as far as counterweighting their weight yeah. but you know the underside of that is fully accessible yeah yeah in the, mean, in the attic area in that yeah. whole area it's uh 10 feet down below you so, got open yeah, area yeah i mean below. easily that could uh, no hey if he's right, I'm happy because it would be great to see it. I, I think it's a, you know, it's an effect we've all seen in those clips from uh, the Disneyland show, and we'd all love to see it in there. So if he's right, I'll be happy he's right. I'm a bit skeptical, but I'll be happy. All right, what have you heard? Because, again, the putz man has some funky information. Water in the lagoon or the... Okay, now I, I screwed this up the other day because I was listening to um, Wedway Radio, which is a fine podcast, and they were calling it Paradise Lagoon. And I kept thinking, wait, it's, it's the Paradise Pier area, but I guess the lagoon is Paradise Lagoon, right? It's Paradise Bay. Or I, I'm sorry, you're right, Paradise Bay, and that's what they said. And the way they said it, I thought they were calling the whole area Paradise Bay, uh, but it's Paradise Pier is the area, and, and then the bay is Paradise Bay. Bay. The wa water is referred to as the bay, and then you have the pier that goes around it. There. Right. Yeah. So now you um, are, from what I'm hearing, you're hearing that uh, water will be trickling in over the next couple weeks. Yeah, in a, in about, I think it's like the second or third week of uh, September, they're supposed to start putting water in. They're going to do it very slowly. Um, they want to make sure that all the equipment... Um, is settled properly, so and it's also not going to have any of its dye, so it's going to be very clear because the divers are going to be working in there, and they want to be able to have the divers see everything that's going on, so they can get it kind of used to the layout of the land. They don't. Worst thing, you, you know, anybody that's seen any of the pictures of it, uh, they have put essentially a tabletop that's about three or four feet off the floor of the uh, the bay area that all these fountains and other effects are sitting on. So if the divers have to go underneath that tabletop area and work under it, uh, there is a lot of space you can get lost in if you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't want to do that underwater. So they're going to keep the water rather clear for a couple of weeks and it's going to take about two weeks, I've been told, to completely fill the, the uh, bay 
back to where it's supposed to be because they want to make sure everything settles in properly. I mean, the way, the way it sounds is like they've they've thrown one garden hose over from Ariel's grotto saying, okay, let's go. Uh, that's not going to be far from the truth. It's going to be pretty doggone close to that. So <laughs> Now, what's funny is uh, you're telling me, and you've been telling me for quite a while, that uh, the wave machines have never planned to go anywhere. They're still there. They still plan to use them. But the old putts man is reporting that the reason they're behind schedule and it already should have been full of water is because they decided somewhere along the way that, hey, we're going to keep these things. And now we we need to secure all these cables where I guess they weren't going to secure them before, which I have a hard time believing. Yeah. Uh, and quite frankly, I some of this stuff, like I'm looking at a picture now, there are a few items that will be above the water line. And those items are being themed into some rock formations. Those rock formations aren't done. You can't flood the thing with water into half-built set pieces, you know. So, I, you know, he, I, I again, he, he angers me with the way he writes things sometimes. Like, you know, all they do is screw up, you know. It, it's a good thing that we're going to see it about ready. And then, you know, he's got all kinds of complaints that, you know, D23 is going to be here. And here it is, you know, the construction is exposed to the world. Well, what would you rather have? Think of the construction walls that you would have around that area if you didn't want anybody to see in it. Can you imagine what that would look like? I think they're uh, actually it, being fairly open, and I think it's kind of cool that you can see what's going on. You're anticipating it, what's going on, you know? It would be next to impossible because you still have the uh, Ferris wheel uh, going on. You still have the hotel right across the street. They can look down into it. Right. I mean, uh, but that's yeah. not, you know, with other construction we've had over the years, i.e. <laughs> Space Mountain, you know, if we wanted to see what was going on, we'd take the Skyway. You get, right. get a pretty good peek in there. You take the monorail, well, you know, you do whatever you do to get up high to see in, right? I'm just well, saying generally they could have put a wall around the entire walkway and kind of encase this thing, <laughs> except for the Ferris wheel, except for the hotel, to keep the average looky-loo from looking in. But on, on on the other hand, what they're doing is they're getting you excited. You're seeing how massive this thing is and, and yeah. what they're putting into it, and they've got some of the pictures up, and you're going, wow, that's, that's, that's going to be pretty big. Because what do people do when construction fences are up anyways? They try to pee, through, yeah. pee through, lift up, and look over. Hey, just show them. You know, if if yeah, it's if, if you, it's safe to the public, just let them watch. Yeah, and if you uh, go out onto the pier right there by areas Ariel's uh, Grotto, you'll actually see some uh, plexiglass pictures of. If you stand at a certain angle, this should be what you're going to be seeing out there on the. Is uh, that what I, I I've taken pictures of those and they're pretty cool and and you, that's what your your thought is because I didn't read anything unless I uh, did yeah. the Cliff Notes version. Of, of the sign out there. I didn't read anything that told me stand here and this is what you should see. I took well, it that it's... they were just trying to give you an idea of what it's going to look like and it's clear so you can kind of see through it and go, maybe, yeah, that's, you know, you kind of get the impression of what it, it's, it's not an exact what it's going to be. It's just kind of an impression God, of, I yeah. hope not. Yeah. But, um, if it looks anybody pretty tiny. If anybody wants to complain about uh, how things are done from the past to the present, uh, I give you Fantasyland 1983, when we actually kept the Skyway open, so that and you couldn't get off the Skyway in Fantasyland because there was no place to get off. Yeah, yeah, round tripping. 
it was a round trip to come back to Tomorrowland, but the whole purpose was to show the massive construction and everything that was going on in Fantasyland to get people to anticipate it, to show off, hey, look, we're doing something big. Uh, this isn't just your ordinary uh, everyday repainting job going on. There's a lot of things going on. So it, it's part of the tradition that you do have, you know, you create a show out of building the show. Yeah, if you can, obviously, you know, it, it's uh, what you can let people see safely is a good thing. And I think this is a really good thing they're doing. Um, so good. Now we've got a couple rehabs coming up, right? Right now, Casey Jr. and Storybook Canal is down right. for rehab. No big deal for me. In fact, you know my opinion. They could take those out as far as I care. <laughs> uh, my kids uh, still love Casey Jr. You know, hey, it's unique. It's cool. Disney World's never had one. They've got a great plot of land. They could throw it on. Um, and, oh, by the way, you, oh, I, I know you don't care about the East Coast, but we've had these <laughs> plans leaked out, and, and – I always kind of put those air quotes leaked. I almost feel like they're throwing it out there to see what the online community is thinking about it. And quite frankly, they have said they're doing something. I don't think I've heard any of the sites or any of the quotes actually say they're doing what's in those plans. So, you know, I almost feel like it's a test. Yes, people want something done. Is that what's going to happen? Don't know. Uh, but... You know, yes, Casey Jr., the whole train, the whole little train and everything, very cool. I got to admit, the storybook canal, the, all the detail and the building of those little those little uh, towns, very cool. It's just, And I know they get a line, and I think partly the line is because of the limited capacity of those boats and what the load and unload time is, is part of that weight. It's, it's still a very popular attraction. Well, People like those dollhouses out I've, there. That's what I'm saying. For the capacity of the attraction, it still works quite well. And I think really the part of the reason you see that line is because it only takes what 10 people per boat 12 people uh, maybe 15 i don't know what the capacity it's like 12 or 15 i'll have to got... look it up and then when you think of the load unload time because you have to wait for everybody to get off to get back it's not like pirates you're as you're getting off you're getting on i mean it's a quick reload time it's 20 it's, seconds yeah it's get it it's going. slow and, and granted yes it's got some nostalgic things the kids still like to go on it um, I'm just saying if, if some great new attraction that just had to be fantasy land and had to be there, I wouldn't cry if it outdid this. Um, and again, the same thing for Casey jr. Why does the line stay long? Because again, slow load unload, you can get only get so many people on. Um, I say, and it's kind of cool, but you know, again, I wouldn't cry if it, it left. I just want to go take some pictures of it before it was gone. <laughs> yeah, my kids love those monkey cages. I've been thinking about putting. Yeah, it's kind of nice to just leave, you know, picture them locked up in there and just well, leave them there. Put some bars in the windows to their bedroom, then they'll feel like they're a Disney. I was thinking of putting the bars in the windows and putting bars on the doors, too, to just lock them up there and not have to worry about it. There you go. That'll work. So, what yeah. do you think about, you know, okay, so the upcoming rehabs would be uh, Space Mountain and the Haunted Mansion. Uh, again, Space Mountain usually doesn't go down at this time of year, but they're bringing in the. The holiday yeah. overlay for it. Right. And then the mansion's going down for its holiday overlay. Right. Uh, do you think it's a big deal that it kind of coincides with D23? Should they have waited a week? Would a week make that big of a deal in the schedule of reopening these things? Well, yeah. It, yeah. It, the uh, they, they have, especially with Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, they've gotten the timing 
very well after doing it for a number of years. So it, they know exactly how much time they need to be able to do Haunted Mansion. Uh, Space Mountain is going to be a little different because it's, it's uh, you know, they have an idea of what they want to do. But it's going to be a little trial and error getting it done the first time, trying to make sure everything fits properly and syncs up correctly. Uh, yeah, because even though there's... Hong Kong Disneyland's, again, I think it's a duplicate of Disneyland's, just because it's been put in there doesn't mean that every plug, every cable, everything's you know all in the same spot, and they're going to yeah. they're going to have to go in there and test and trial. Now next Absolutely. year, it'll, it might be cut in half because again, once this stuff's in, unlike uh, the mansion where stuff actually has to come out, uh, and there is physical changes with what? with the uh, the mansion. I mean, the Space Mountain. A lot of it's projection, so it's it's not you know some of these things can stay in most likely. Uh, even when it's not in its holiday overlay, right? Um, if you're gonna if you're going to find fault with anything, it's the timing of when they do the D23 convention. Ah, oh, turn uh, it turn it back on D23. Damn it, they should have uh, known better. Yeah, if if you're <laughs> really if it was really that big of a deal, they should have done the convention uh, in the end of August before we finish off the summer season, or after. Uh, October 1st, when we start going into the uh, Halloween season, when both the mansion and the uh, Space Mountain should be open for October 1st. But seeing the date that they have, I, you know, I'm picturing that they have specific ideas of why they want the dates, which this is the week after uh, Labor Day. So this is the week after the traditional summer season is over with. And uh, it just fits in... I, you know, I can't, I, I I think they chose a good date for the convention. It's just, you know, this is how things work. And even if you have it on a different date, then you're going to, then there's going to be problems that something else might be closed or something else might not be available. So, you know, you, you, you're, you either have it in the middle of the summer and everybody's going to complain. Why do you have it in the middle of the summer when it's so crowded? Or you have it in the middle of winter when you have a couple things that are closed. So, yeah, you know, I don't think they took this lightly. Now, D23 hasn't done quite as well as they had hoped. The membership, you know, didn't just go through the roof. They, I'm sure, would love to get a bunch of new members. Uh, we'll see how this first one goes as far as the convention. But I don't think they chose uh, without a little bit of research. Uh, one, you're right. This would be a time when attendance has started to decline for school and all that. Well, Here's a kind of a way to extend some people coming back to the park and yet, you know, be in a hall or in the winter <coughs> mode, if you will. So um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this was done by accident. And I think they probably knew what was going on. But again, you know, some will spin this as bad. They may spin it as, hey, right, even right now as I'm speaking. Your new holiday overlay for Space Mountain is in the works. The holiday overlay for the mansion and its 40th anniversary. I mean, there's ways to spin that positively. Yeah, you may not be able to do it right now. But how many people, it'd be interesting to know how many people are coming from out of town to go to D23 and how many people are somewhat locals, you know, uh, within the state, uh, within a day, days or less drive. So that, that would be interesting to know. Hey, by the way, is is Jay Rizzullo, um is would you call him? I don't know. 
and famously uninterested in the theme park side of the business? No, no. He seems very interested in, in. I mean, he he came up in the theme park business. Okay, I just had so. to throw that in there because as you're you were talking and I was talking, I was doing a little reading, and um, Expo expedi- uh, expectations. Shortly after the dragon arrives, the massive D23 Expo sets up shop across the street at the Anaheim Convention Center, and the anxiety level is rising by the day for the Burbank planners behind the event. Jay Rizzullo recently took a tour of Disneyland and DCA with a gaggle of Imagineers to familiarize himself with the property and upcoming project. As Jay is infamously interested in the theme park side of the business and he realizes he needs to brush up on his Disneyland geography before he tries to speak knowledgeably about it in front of thousands of fans. Well, I think I think probably what, you know. <laughs> no, he hasn't I, worked at Disneyland in how long? Jay's never worked at Disneyland. Jay, Jay came from Florida. Okay, so he's always been. And I was going to say that's that's probably the big thing with Jay is he's just getting an update and a review because, well, <laughs> you know, things naturally change every day. But right now you got such massive amounts of construction with Cars Land being built, the uh, – Bay Area all under construction. Um, <laughs> it was rather interesting. I was standing out in California Adventure yesterday, and I'm still not used to the skyline with uh, California or with Golden Drinks odd? missing. That I, I and the uh, yeah. It just it just throws. I'm standing where I'm standing at the new restrooms over by. Yeah, uh, it's funny you said that because I came the, on the um, the Grizzly path or trail or whatever it's called back there behind uh, the queue for Grizzly River right. Run. And last week or the week before when I was there, it was closed off for whatever reason. So I, I was taking some pictures. I came around. They were and, uh, making some adjustments up oh. on the uh, on the lift. Oh, okay. And by the way, the wheel hasn't been spinning on the grist mill for a while. I don't know what the deal is with that or whatever they call that mill. But anyways, on South Florida's Island? Or no, 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 on Grizzly. It was spinning yesterday. Really? Wait, yeah. when, when did I call you? Is that yesterday was I there? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, and when I went by, it was not, was not spinning. Oh, it was spinning when I was working there. Yesterday. I, I would have taken a picture and a little bit of time lapse and get it to blow, but forget. Well, but anyways, it, yeah, that. like you're saying, you're coming around. I'm like, wait, there should be something there. I I shouldn't be able to see Mickey's Fun Wheel from here. Yeah, or or the hotel or anything. It is just throwing. And then when you take a look across the bay, and you see the Fun Wheel, and you see the Zephyr. There's something missing over there, and then you realize it's the orange stinger is missing. It, it's I'm just not used to the skyline right now. Hey, now by the way, Richard Shaft, whatever you want to be known as, Pole Man, did you know? And maybe for all those people out there, who, did you mm-hmm, know, you know that, like that you could get D23 Expo buttons at Disneyana on Main Street? Now That's maybe cool. there's other places they're giving them out. But I happened to see him in the case, and I said, hey, you know, how do you get those? I am a D23 member, but I don't have my ID. She goes, oh, how, which ones don't you have? I said, I don't have any of them. She opened the drawer and gave me – they've got five of them there. She thinks there's a total of 12. Um, but I've got one with um, the turtle from – Crush. Crush. A Crush. Is that his name? The, the turtle? Why am I going blank on the turtle's name? 
Crush is the name of uh, Tur yeah, Turtle Talk. The Turtle, right? yeah. Turtle Talk, yeah. Okay, sorry, but I, from uh, Finding Nemo. There, there you go. I was going blank. One of Mike's favorites. Uh, they've got one for the mansion. It's that Navy thing. Yeah. The, no, I'm being sarcastic because he thinks it's an overrated movie. Uh, uh, I, I, I had fun with it. That's you know what he he gets about. tired of. Um, what's the uh, voice for? Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, his dad, Nemo's dad. What's uh, what's that guy's name? Yeah. Um. Bank, uh, Albert Brooks. Albert, yeah, Albert Brooks. And yeah. he's, you know, he's got movies that are good. Mother, for instance. I love Mother because I can totally see that. And my mother, oh my God, would drive you nuts. I'd never go back. But I watch, I, like, uh, I watch Defending Your Life. And Defending it's like, Your Life, yeah. yeah that's it's again, it's favorites. like he doesn't have a very big range. He is what he is, and he'll never be anything else. Um, it's but his anyway, shtick. Yeah, well, some actors, you know, they can be different people. A lot of actors are just the same person in every movie, and he's one of those. Um, his vocal range is part of it, I think. He's just got yeah. this. anyway. But anyways, uh, there's a Hitchhiking Ghost one. There is a Sorcerer Mickey one. There is the Penguins from Mary Poppins. and not from Madagascar. Uh, not from Madagascar. And there's an Ariel, and she's looks very joyful, and she's holding a mini, mini ears. Oh. Speaking of Mickey, is this, is this our high uh, aerial again with the uh, big blue eyes that makes her look like she's on. No, something. no, no. She's she's like um like she's it's like she'd be falling in the water. Her tail fin's kind of up in the air. Her hair's up in the air. Her hands are up in the air, and she's catching the the Minnie's hat, and she's got a oh, big, big old okay. smile on her face. Speaking of sorcerers, Mickey, I went in looking for magic in the magic shop and found nothing but. It's all Mi gone, isn't Mickey, it? Mickey gloves and Mi Mickey sorcerer hats. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to find out why. I, uh, you know, uh, quite frankly, I bet I know why, and, and I hate to go the negative route, but I, in this one, I think they've just got tired of employing people who know how to use the stuff, and it, it's just gimmick stuff, and they just. They can buy a bunch of the the hands. Who knows? Maybe there's a long term plan to gut that or just put a different type of shop in there pins who knows i don't know but that's all that's always been a staple my kids love going over there they well, get their little the fantasy land know, one three, used to be dollar. a staple the one in yeah, walt disney I mean, world's main street used to be a staple before they installed the mall of the magic you, kingdom you get your you get your squirting nickel and you get your dollar bill on the string uh, and, uh, you know what we all understand know, that richard We've, we lost, we lost a, you what you could not get there though was the DF steaming pile of poo? You could get the no, vomit. No, you have to. You have to come to Micecast to get the DF steaming pile of poo. You know, we lost the one years ago in Fantasyland. Like I said, when they built the Mall of the Magic Kingdom at the Magic Kingdom, we lost the one there. Yeah. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if they finally decided no more Magic Shop. That would be a real. And shame. quite frankly, the last few times I've been in there with the Magic Shop, the people working there didn't have as broad of a knowledge on their stuff as there has been in the past. No, it's, it's so much has gone into the quote unquote generic cast member that can be just moved around anywhere. Well, right. You're, you're, you're on that, that, you're on that system, right? You got your little piece of paper that says, Oh, go break this person over yeah, there now. Rather than have somebody that actually knows the location. Yeah. And that again, one of those little things that's just, you know what, sad. but that may be, and let's hope, it's an experiment that sounds good on paper, 
and they realize, even if it takes them a few years, that it's not real productive. I mean, I'm all for trying something new because, you know, somebody probably presented them. They Some some guy took them to lunch and, you know, gave them a dog and pony show. This will be great, and it, it's, it's very effective, and it might be for some industries. Maybe not here. So let's hope that it's just, you know, an experiment that doesn't last very long. Right? What, the uh, cast member? That whole breaking... Uh, yeah, uh, I think tear a I ticket think, off thing, you know. Yeah, I think that's gonna be that's gonna stay. Well, because it does it does tend to work. For, it works really well with your uh, attractions. Um, Custodial's been working with it now. Stores. Wait, wait, how how can it be that. totally generic and like on an attraction? You need to know your attraction. Yeah, but you can work rotation if you're if okay, you're okay. So on, like, so they could do stuff. this in in uh, merchandise then because if you have a specialty like a magic shop then that could be worked in there where only people with that specialty go. <clears throat> yeah, but you're, you're, you have, what, one, two people working in the magic shop, and they're rotating with the person that works in the music store, they're working with, they're rotating with well, the Well, then, then you need to change that rotation to yeah, have more to... qualified people. I, you know, if, you're, exactly. if your rotation is Jungle Cruise and Indie, and uh, well, Jungle Cruise is big enough to rotate itself. Okay, but I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, if you were trained on Jungle Cruise and you were trained on Indy, and let's say you were trained on the subs, I know they don't cross the park usually, but at least they didn't used to. Let's say those were your three specialties, or or find three spieling rides. You know, and well, okay, those I'll... are the only things you rotate because you wouldn't take the guy. Well, I know they don't do this anymore either. You don't take the guy who would stand at the treehouse. And put him on a spieling attraction because he's not a spieler. All right. Well, I'll give you one that does rotate uh, your dark rides over in Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio, uh, P- uh, Peter Pan, Mr. Toad, uh, Snow White. They rotate around. Yeah, it makes but perfect all, sense. But they all, all wear the same costume. They all wear the same costume. They're essentially doing the same exact job on each of those attractions. Yeah. The, yeah the... There's actually there's actually two different rotations because Alice in Wonderland gets involved in it and i don't know what the exact breakup is but hey, regardless you know, yeah i was thinking Those, something I, I i wrote small world the other day i mean a small a snow white yeah and i don't remember sorry that reminded me that dumb i won't i was gonna say dumb dumb shit me I was taking some pictures going, God, I'm sure not getting the levels I should in here. I still had my polarizing filter on. Um, Yeah, and the funny thing is, it was really kind of hot in the park, and I thought maybe that's why I can't get my filter off. The plastic has expanded, and I couldn't get it off. I was really pissed. But anyways, I I can remember, I swear, for years on uh, Snow White that when you came to the exit, there was no cast member with his own control his own um, set of buttons, if you will, you just got off. Right. Uh, there is that... a state. There is a station there now at the exit, with some new theming around it and all that. And I don't remember a guy. Is is that relative? I'm not gonna say that's new, meaning like last six months. Is that relatively new, like in the last couple of years? And I just haven't noticed yeah. it. Yeah, it's relatively new. They they have that extra. Uh, person in the back, and all the dark rides have that on the unload. They they've decided that they need to have a person load and a person at unload. Okay, a, yeah. For a good example, I used to remember Toad all the time. People <laughs> wouldn't be getting out, and the person at up there at load would be sometimes have to speak up to say, "Come on, you know, you step out, please." So now they have someone at both ends that both have controls to make sure that no one 
the, the car doesn't move until people are out of it and all that. Right. And it also facilitates when you have uh, somebody in a wheelchair that's coming up there to where that you're coming through the exit anyway. So there's a person right there that can assist them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that does make some sense. I'm just thinking all these years we've never had that. And then all of a sudden now we have it. And I just, yeah, I don't rate the dark rides that much. And of course, the west side is always much quicker to load than the east side. So I thought I'll go in there and take some pictures. And then, you know, it's not that they were that bad, but I'm thinking, wait, I should have, you know, I shouldn't have been shooting quite that slow. And then I realized the dummy, you know, so anyways. <sighs> Sometimes, anywho. Anywho's. Uh, okay. So now are you thinking of Expo or you uh, going to go or you don't really give a crap because it's just Disney fandom and you're not a Disney fan? Well, I'm a Disney fan, but you know, there, <laughs> I'm just giving you, know, you a hard time because you like you never seem to know what the latest I, I, fan I, stuff I, is. I also tend, I also tend to not only not go to NFFS, I tend to shy NFFC. away. NFFC. NFFC, excuse me. Sorry. Which, which, by the way, is changing to the Disney Anna Fan Club. Are they going back to Disney Anna name again? They are not going back because they never were. They have always been the National uh, Fantasy uh, and Fan Club. For 25 years, and then they, re- you know, I'm going to say recently because in their 25 years, they ha- they went to a point where they were just calling themselves uh, NFFC instead of National Fantasy Fan Club, and then they added a moniker, uh, you know, like Disneyana Fan Group or something like that. Yeah. But now you know, they just did a board. They did a whole big vote. They are now the Disneyana Fan Club. Here, here, here's my here's my perfect example of why I tend to shy away from. I, you know, I, I'll probably hang around. I, I might actually try to work uh, some of D twenty three just to see what it's like and see what's going on around there. But here's one of my perfect examples. Remember the movie uh, Galaxy Quest? And love the movie Galaxy Quest. And they're at the convention there. And some guy comes up and says, you know, in episode 93, when you had the uh, Romulans coming up on there, why didn't you just go to battle stations right from the get-go? And it's like, it's just a television show. Okay, you you know what? I could almost put you in that costume at that age, and you'd be the same way. I would Uh, be. So, (laughs) And and, and if you had actually done some of what you wanted to do, in your life, and I don't mean that the wrong way. You know what I mean. And you'd actually now been making these movies, and you were the next Francis Ford Coppola. You would be, well, hopefully, yeah, he's not my favorite, but you know what I mean. You'd be getting those same questions. Would you be going freaks get a life, or would you be going, oh God, this is my fan base. Thank you guys. No, 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 and 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 that's and that that's that's exactly the thing is, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to ridicule. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not ridiculing anybody because you're absolutely right. These are the people that do pay my salary. Push come to shove. In the long run, these people pay Disney. Disney pays me. I mean, so yeah, these are these are definitely a fan base, and I'm not. But what <laughs> bothers me is they get so intricate on some of these. And this is the same thing that you and Mike do to me sometimes. You get so intricate on some of these details on questioning me on something. It's like. I have no clue. Well, who are you if you don't know this? It's like, I'm a guy that goes in and does a job for eight hours, collects my paycheck, and comes home. Then you I know should, a little bit of what's going on around there. That what you I shouldn't do play. then is mention where you work. Just say, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a security guard. <laughs> and, and not mention the rest. Because, 
Uh, well, I, you know, I know what you mean. You know, and, and I, but but by the same token, I'm very proud of the job I do, and I very, I'm very proud of the company. But you know I'm what? Not for. all all of <laughs> a lot of the complaints about Mouse Fest have been what basically what you've been saying. But of all the people I've met at Mouse Fest, one percent are those type. Right, I, and, I, and, and it's, and only, I, it's yeah, only the one percent yeah. that's the problem. It's just I never know which one percent. You know, if I'm going to get the 99, you know, when, just, when, just remember, you can always pretend your phone just vibrated in your pocket. Yeah, really. You can always but, say, "Hey, you know, I've got to be somewhere. It's been nice talking to you." They, in general, they they're not going to be following you around like you're a rock star. It's, right. It's the the group is but, fairly friendly, and yes, there are the some because I've been to a couple Star Trek conventions, not dressed up, by the way. Um, I only but wore you my. Do have uh, a, you do have a uniform, Starfleet uniform. I went to a costume party. Yes. Well, I only have a, the the top because I just wore black pants. Um, yes, I have the top, but I do wear a kilt to the Irish, the Scottish and Irish festivals. But I, I I don't dress up for Star Trek festivals. But what I say is again, one percent were the well at the Star Trek maybe two or three percent were the kind of over the top ones. But it's not a lot different than going to the Pomona um, computer show, you know, the computer fair yeah. weekends. It's the same kind of crowd. A lot of non-bathers, a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of ECV riders, and a lot of people who um, the width of a door is a challenge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's some of the same people, but you because know, those kind of groups are accepting in general, they they all know they're kind of out there people and they accept that and they accept that others are like that. And it's, if you don't want to get involved, then don't go yeah, it, to those kind you of know, things. It, it's, 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 you know, like having gone to West Fest and everything, meet a lot of nice people, made some really good friends there. And um, I gotta say at West Fest, I bet you dollars to donuts. There wasn't one, there wasn't even a percent, maybe not. There wasn't even an eighth of a percent, not, not, you know what? Zero percent of those ones that you were worried about. No, not at West Fest, but I have gone to a couple NFFC um, conventions and there are just some that you just like, you're looking at them going. Yeah. Well, I had dinner the oh. other night with a, I'm, I'm on a committee um, and the committee I'm on is off the national board. Okay, so, and I mentioned to this guy, I'm not going to clear up that Disney Anna thing for you because you seem to be a bit confused. Disney actually <laughs> used to run Disney Anna, the, right. the Disney Anna conventions. NFFC is totally and wholly different. The non, right. It's a nonprofit. They run their own thing. Um, there's a national. Separate from Disney. Separate from Disney. There's a national. And then there's there can be locals anywhere that the fact the local here is called i think in the park or next to the park something like that some of them just call themselves nnfc texas or you know new orleans or wherever right um but the whole national fantasy fan club has been confusing for a lot of people because people think of you know dragons and fantasy things and i'm not sure why they why well, do know the name was partly picked originally to because they thought Disney would be really hard on anybody using anything Disney related, but right. so supposedly Disney Anna is in the public domain now. Um, but and Disney has no problem with uh, Disney uh, NFC using the name. Um, but anyways, that just to clear that that part up, two different things, and uh, they you know, good group I think you know. 
But anyway, I know some of the vendors. Uh, I, you know, yeah, have, I know. So I, the, I got some, some friends that are. I have a little. You yeah, I have a little problem with some of the vendors because I I've seen some of their stuff and I think they're way overpriced. But you know, the NFFC can't tell a guy he can't be an entrepreneur and try to get ten dollars more for something than it's worth. Well, and that, that's that's that's, that's exactly that's just capitalism and get over it. Uh, so I don't know. I just wondered. I I'm, it's going to be really interesting to see. What it's like. I've never been to Comic Con, though I've thought about going to one. Uh, though Comic Con has changed a lot. Really, the studios have almost taken over Comic Con. It used to be pretty much a comic book thing, and from what I'm understanding now, Comic Con's like, well, you know, we we got to kind of let them do their thing because, quite frankly, the money they put into this keeps it going. Yeah. So I mean, who would think of Lost, for instance, being a Comic Con? What does that have to do with comics? Um, but well, in the first episode. Well, that, that that is true. There there is that inside story to that. Okay, Star Trek. What? The, eh, I know there's comics to that, but in general, they're not there talking about their comics. They're talking about the new movie or the new series. You know, right. the X File movie coming out, whatever it was. So it's almost become almost sci-fi in a way too. Uh, but from what I understand, the Comic Con people are kind of like, well. You know, it brings people in and it keeps us going, so we'll just kind of deal with it, even though yeah. it's really kind of changed over the last four years what it's about or who's kind of pushing things. Uh, but I'm really interested to see. I think Disney's going to do it right. They're building a state-of-the-art theater on the third floor over in the uh, convention center to show movies and previews and things like that. Totally digital theater. It should be interesting to see how that comes out. Yeah. Um, so now have you, uh, we know Lincoln's coming back. Have you yes. heard anything that this is like a super ultra AA that even has facial movements? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, I do know, uh, Mr. Lincoln was pulled out a few weeks ago and sent up to Glendale or Glendale or Tahunga. Most yeah, likely it, Tahunga. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, Mr. Lincoln's not in the theater right now. Uh, they are, are com they are really doing a once over on the stage they they had all the drapes down they were redoing a lot of it uh um i don't know if they're going to keep the i, th I think they're going to keep the uh pillars with that uh back what is it that uh back balcony look to it um but no i haven't heard anything about the figure all i heard was they were redoing the figure i am i'm been assuming and we know what that does that it was going to be the same figure coming back just after a rehab. We'll see. Oh, okay. Putz is, you know, reporting that it's the super ultra AA with facial movements. So I, I mean, I know they're, they've got some that can do facial movements. Tom Morrow. Tom Morrow, but Tom Morrow has never had a rubber face over him. No, he hasn't. So um, that should be interesting. And I, w I went walking in there today into the lobby and, um, it's looking quite a bit different in there um, where Walt's offices are. It's it's all new store space uh, where we where they had the, the uh, I keep wanting to remember it was the owl that had the chalkboard with the yeah. little film feature right uh -huh. over there. It's, it hasn't been that for years, but all that's been redone in there. I don't think they're showing a film in that one anymore. Uh, talking to a couple of the uh, uh, laborers they were moving all the office stuff from the uh the office that was i should say the leads office into the other project projector booth so i don't know if that's going to still be a projector booth or not 
So what they, what they used to do the Walt Disney story up in there. So oh, oh at the far end. At yeah. the far end. Yeah. What about so, the big model of the park at its opening? Is that still there? Well, it, it, the the room's completely empty. Oh, there, okay. there are no displays in there whatsoever. Uh, they've been <clears throat> they've been completely redoing the walls. It's still going to have the same uh, style look inside. Uh, they were in the process of painting some of the areas when I was in there today. Okay, well, yeah, now, still... so the walls around where the Walt's offices were, those walls have been taken down? So it's an o- open area for... Uh... Right, it's open, but now they have a, a soft fit in there with a couple pillars uh, because that's now part of the Disney Gallery going back into there. So you go into the Disney Gallery to go into the lobby of... Lincoln Theater there. Wait, wait, wait. At wait, least wait, wait, wait. Let's let's back up here. When you go into the front of the Opera House, right, and you turn right, you're in the pre-show. Right, but all that looks right. But in the meantime, when you go into the bank, the bank goes into the pre-show too. The right, so you could up. get into the pre-show by going through the bank. Right, but that's going to become the gallery, and you're actually going. No, under- the understand, but but. Right. If, if a person says, hey, let's go see Lincoln, and they could just, they would go straight to the opera house, go right in. If you're in the gallery and you thought, hey, we want to go see Lincoln, you don't have to go back out. You just go right through the, through gallery, the gallery. Right. Okay. Now, I'm th- here's the question. The way they have designed is it looks like the gallery extends out to where Professor Owl was with the, uh, I'm trying to remember, Archimedes. Where Archimedes was with the uh, that other little small film. Okay, so you think the displays will uh, cover that whole area? It, it it looks like it extends out there, and then you get to the back of the room where that looks like it's going to be where the main display area that they used to have in the past. But they've been doing a lot of work because uh, on the south wall, where they had the uh, the most recent displays, they showed like the Pirates of the Caribbean, the original walkthrough that was supposed to be, and they had the map of Tom Sawyer's Island up there. Showing yeah, it's, it's where they of... used to have the film of Disneyland being built in in quick time. No, 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 uh, no. That's on the uh, west. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You, you're right. You said this the south wall. Okay. Yeah, yes. you go yeah, all yeah, the yeah, way yeah, in yeah, past yeah, Walt's office. Understand? Offices. Got, got you. They had to, they had to cut that whole wall out because when they were the bathrooms are on the other side. The bathrooms are on the other side, and they had to cut it all out to get to the plumbing. So that whole wall was the the actual drywall and everything was removed, and it's now been replaced. When I walked in there today, and it looks really nice. So now think, think about this. It'll though. just be interesting. The uh, like I said, the where the offices used to be, they have a soft fit that goes across the uh, ceiling there that has a couple pillars. That soft fit extends all the way across. Okay, you don't have to say it. It sounds like you're saying something that's soft that fits in. It's a soffit. Soffit. That's what I'm saying. You're saying soft fit, like it's a soft fit. Soffit. Soffit. Just kick it out and don't draw it out. No, it, forget it. It's it's my yeah, it's my draw. Yeah, it's yeah, it's your Southern California drawl. Yeah, That's I got, right. I got you. Now think about this for a second. Uh, people will probably be excited when Lincoln comes back because he hasn't been there for a few years, and especially if all kinds of outputs reports of this highly technical, all this great new stuff. They're blah 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 blah. Right. So a lot of people are gonna be wanting to come. If you've got all these displays, you got to walk around for the gallery as you first come in to the opera house. Won't that take up? standing room for people who are going in there to 
stand and wait for the next show? I have no idea. Now, granted, um, probably in the end of Lincoln's run, and even during the latter ends of the 50th, that wasn't really an issue. You know, there wasn't, you weren't filling up the theater every time. But as with everything, when it reopens, you tend to fill up. Yeah. If, um, <coughs> excuse me, picture from where Walt's office is, from where they used to be to the back of the room, that's still all open space. In my mind, if you don't put any displays like another park okay, model. Okay, wait, wait, in the wait, wait. Okay, wait. Back up again then. If okay. Walt's office is open space. No, 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 no. Okay, where when you come in, you look at Walt's office, you go to the left, and then you had the end of the wall there. And then beyond that, you had the model of the park. Yes, you had that's, the model that's space all open space. That's that's all open space over there, directly where the doors are. Sure, that, sure. Yeah, that room, that that little square back there yeah. is all open. If if you don't put any displays that take up floor space, like another model of the park or Space Mountain, or what they used to have the Capitol in there for a while. Yeah, the Capitol was. A, my thought is you would have enough room to be able to get enough people. In now, that you know, gran the, granted, I, I, I know nothing probably looks like this now, but when you think about what they might have been able to do, they could have, okay, where the, you know, if you, I'm using air quotes, where the gallery is now, the exit of, really at the exit of uh, Abe. Yeah. If, when you walked in, they actually closed up the wall to the right opened the wall to the left and actually had you go in, let's say go reverse. You're waiting for the show. You go in reverse and you emptied into the gallery. That makes a lot of sense to me. You, that could be the way they're going to do it. But then again, given the ability to have people in the gallery and, and hear that little thing, Hey, the next show. But then again, that could be annoying. You're shopping, you're taking some time. You're talking to a guest. Yeah. Uh, all those who want to see Lincoln talk, uh, get in line now because we know how well the, the spiels are these days. Yeah. Uh, come on, get in line. And you know, and you're the cast member trying to tell someone, well, that print is ten thousand dollars. And oh, and you're get in line now. In fact, did you yeah. see the two shag prints, uh, canvases for Haunted Mansion that are respectively ten thousand and sixteen thousand dollars? Yes. Now, funny thing is, is it not the 40th anniversary of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion? Yes, it is. Then why the 1969. hell? Why the hell is one of those prints a Walt Disney World? I don't know, considering that uh, Walt Disney World is only celebrating its what 38th birthday this year. It's, yeah, it needs two more years to catch up. Yeah. Now, now granted. All the set pieces, all the animatronics were all built at the same time. They knew they were going to open another one. Um, but I tell you, they've got some really cool merchandise. The Mickey ears in the little hat box I thought would be outrageous. It's only 40 bucks. It's really not that bad. But the shirt, 75 bucks, really cool shirt. Um, they've got some other trinkets, some glasses. Um, uh, so really, they you know, they did a good job of that stuff like they did with the Tiki Room. I just wish they had more mansion stuff people would eat this mansion up there's more of that freaking jack skeleton which isn't really 
not what I, I a Disney character. I realize Disney released the film and works with that nut job uh, making making some movies, and he used to be an animator at, at Disney. I, I get all that, but you know, you walk into the old one of a kind shop. I I forgot what it's called now, but anyways, you know Le what Bat I'm talking. Le Rouge. Le Baton Rouge. Hey, by the way, I noticed Le Bat Shop down at the, which used to be the Christmas shop, which. I'm trying to think what what it was before the Christmas shop. God, it's been so many years. Um, well, regardless, there was no Labatt going on in there. The sign for Labatt was still hanging there, but just typical Mickey stuff was in there the other day when I walked by. Um, yeah. But, you know, you go into Labatt and Rouge, and it's seven-eighths Jack Skeleton. The one-eighth that they have for the mansion is really good stuff. But come on, give us some more. You know, I mean, people would remember the old models. Well, do kids really build models anymore? I know I go in the Michaels. They got a really small shelf of models, and models used to be a huge. Uh, no, I don't think they make models anymore. They do, but Disney doesn't. I mean, you used to have mansion ones. You used to have pirate ones. They used to have all kinds of really cool models, but Disney hasn't done models in a long time. But regardless, there's some cool merchandise out for the mansion right now. I would just like to see a little more and a little less, a little less Jack. Bring the Jack stuff out at Jack's time, but put it away when Jack is done. That's and he's still a popular dude. I know he is, and I actually enjoy the film. Uh, Karen dislikes it very much. I, I I tried Corpse Bride, that one I just couldn't get into, but uh, I I I think the Jack movie's okay. So, okay, so you don't know anymore. You, you just keep us up to date on the whole uh, gallery thing. I guess there, yeah. is, there is some glass now or a window that says something about the gallery, and there's a there's a window for the uh, bank, I think, also now. Well, the, yeah, they've, they've taken the construction wall down from in front of the bank, so that's all open now. Yeah, there are a bunch of uh, <laughs> uh, stanchions, though, in front, uh, you know, barriers. Yeah. Is it, yeah, it's still still the leftovers from uh, um, they had the uh, passport processing. That's well, there's that, and they have them blocking off the entry to the um, the opera house. So I and they, right. they they all have the nice coverings on them and everything, so it doesn't look too bad. The bicycle wrecks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really what they look like. Um, so hmm. All right, any other uh, exciting things uh, coming up that you can think of or non-exciting, anything to watch out for? I noticed that new little seating area that we described in our in-park show is very popular. It was packed yesterday. Oh, which one? The little seating area where the ball is with the water and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, over with the cosmic waves. Yeah, it seems to be uh, a very checked, popular hangout. Sitting. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, especially with the trees. The kids get to play in the water, and the parents actually have a nice shaded spot to sit in. So, mm. yes, it is. Hey, do you? Um, I'm hearing a little bit on the new 2010 campaign. Have you heard anything about it? Um, the last I heard is they are. You know, I've been hearing, reading different things, but when I was uh, talking to uh, a couple of the, the well couple the two ambassadors of disneyland uh they are hold they're going to be held over for one more year because they're going to continue on with the current campaign and since they've already been trained on the campaign they didn't want to have to try to train new people last i heard we're going to continue on with the celebration campaign it's going to be modified a little bit it's not going to be quite the same as uh what we've been running the last uh yeah eight nine months now but it's 
going to uh, still continue to celebrate, you know, have your celebrations at, you know, Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Interesting. I'm I'm reading here. I won't say where. You'll just figure it out. That the uh, free Gee, birthday where. gimmick in 2009 was a huge headache for the main entrance ticketing departments. I, I really don't see why. It's a simple process. It took me less than five minutes to do it. Probably quicker than someone saying, well, do I need a multi-day or a single day? What's a park hopper? You know, Especially since you have to pre-register. You can't just show. Well, you can show up, but most people did pre-register. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, and the free retail gift cards handed out to hundreds of thousands of annual pass holders who wanted their piece of the action were not only a drain on park profits, but also caused quite a bit of drama for guest relation cast members who had to deal with any pass holder who didn't want to follow the rules based on the blockout dates for their particular pass. So, if if you had a birthday on a blockout day, what happened? Do you know? I, I if, you know, I never if, really if, thought of that. What if you were blocked out? And it was your birthday. If you were blocked down and it was your birthday, then you had the ability that you can come into the park for free. Oh, so you didn't get the $69 gift card. No. You, but you could get in for free where otherwise you would have had to pay the 40 or 45 bucks. Right. To buy yourself out of the, the block out. Right. Okay. So yeah, not, they, not they, quite they, they had, the value, they, but okay. Yeah, they had, I think, because it's, since it's only like $47, I think they had, gave you like a $25 voucher or something like that to come if you came in on that day. But yeah, it was the ability to come in free on that day. Okay. Well, and in theory, that's the way it was even with a non-blockout, right? You were you were roughly given the equivalent <coughs> of a one-day pass. Right. And well, it, one that, for one part, and they modified that quickly, too, because when... Uh, the old lady went. She was told she had to purchase something that day. She, her birthday was in February. They had they had to use it that day, and it was only good in Disneyland. And then by the time I got there in April, and even before that, I think it had been changed to where uh, downtown Disney, uh, either park, and you don't have to use it all today. Yeah, I, I still have twenty bucks on mine. I, I've been trying to find something that stands out to me to invest in. Anyways, what I'm reading here says the new campaign for 2010 will allow anyone a free ticket to Disneyland, but only after they complete a certain number of volunteer hours in their community with a Disney-approved charity or nonprofit organization. It, Which, look, it looks like a much classier angle to take to free admission, and it should eliminate much of the hassles the frontline cast members had to deal with. Now, Which that you want to talk about? Okay, first of all, let's go back to the headache portion. I did not, outside of your normal pains that you would get with any type of ticket media, I didn't hear anything in particular about the uh, birthdays that was a problem. Okay, now and, and let's get down to when you get annual pass holders. I, I'm going to throw a number ten percent are pain in the ass. That's just my number. I'm going to pull yeah, out because there, yeah, it's always your ten percent. There, there's always that low percentage point people who you just know you got to put up with, right? They're the people that right. are, are literally there every day or every evening and every ride at the same time. You know, every Tuesday at three, you're always going to see Jack well, over. Some, sometimes it's not you know? even that. Sometimes it's the people that are there. Excuse me. Sometimes it's the people. People that are there like three or four times a year for a week because they live, but they're still just a big pain when they're there. Oh, sure, week. sure. I know. I, so yeah. uh, to a much classier angle, sure, it's always great to say we got people volunteering. But what are Disney-approved charities and nonprofits, well, you know? 
<clears throat> that's just it is with the birthday and the celebrations things that they've been doing this last year uh it's you know it's just another ticket media it had it was no worse than any other type of ticket media that was being used at the time and I, personally from what i have seen we we did get additional business coming in because people didn't want to come in by themselves on their birthday. So they would usually drag, drag in a friend or two, or it was an excuse that when, you know, mom or, you know, when little brother has a birthday, it was an excuse to go into Disneyland. So I actually think it did do pretty well from the standpoint that I've, I've been watching it at. Um, well, yeah, now, everybody I know that was an AP, well, APs and not <laughs> APs. Uh, my wife's got some friends who are non APs. Oh yeah, when it was their birthday, they went down there. But in and as far as how much money that you know they had to put out on these gift cards, well, you yourself said you haven't used all of it. But I bet each time you've gone in there to use some of it, you've also spent some money on a churro or a coke or just something else that while you were in there. So the company's still making some sort of okay. money off of you. Good case in point. I <coughs> oh excuse me, man. I was in there last night. Yeah, last night. And I, I stayed much longer than I thought I would because of my fast pass uh, to Space Mountain. I stopped and purchased a Coke. I'm not a lot of money, but, I mean, I spent money. I almost spent some more. I watched some people use their little free gift card and because, you know, how much can you buy for 69 bucks? People were like, oh, great, it only cost me another 20 bucks to get that statue. And, or this, and in this, the meantime, you know. that's, that's that they're selling the statues, so... They're still making some sort of profit off of stuff, and they're still getting merchandise to go through. Oh yeah, when we know the markup on a lot of that stuff, right? Is but just, I mean, but mm. but it comes down to the company's still getting something out of this, and I, I don't. And anytime if you're making some sort of profit of any kind, that has to be considered a success. So you know, I don't I don't see the problems on it. Now going into well, quite frankly, uh, you you know when when they plan to do something like this and they know they are air quoting giving something away they've taken into account law of averages for oh yeah what people buy when they're in there and and not buy and uh sure there could be some that literally getting to the park was a stretch on their income just getting there for the day and they went in and probably didn't buy anything fine who cares that's that's but the that's aren't... the minority, you know. But those aren't your annual pass holders, so we're not giving them a sixty nine dollar card. That might be the person. No, no, that but they're they're getting in free to the park. The one person or maybe two people are getting in free, but because you're, right, like they brought saying, some. You brought somebody with you, maybe, and yeah. But I, I... it, but because like you're saying, it's the stretch on the income. If it wasn't for that one or two free people, they might not have come at all. Sure. Sure. So I, I I still see it, that it went that it, it it did well. All right. So you're you're not hearing unlike other things you hear in the park that people bitch and moan about all the time. In in this case, nothing really stood out to you as grumblings among security. For example, when we had a lot of, a lot of tour groups, and you know, in the days when I worked there. We were called all the time. So we knew the problem with multi-day passports. We knew the problem with large groups, things like that. So we had an idea what promotions were good and bad. We knew the $20 weekend and then later the $40 weekend for locals was a disaster for security. It's great to get people in the parks, right? But we saw the impact. So in this one, 
where you're seeing a lot of freebies, if you will, you didn't see an impact of security where you could res- respond to this kind of thing in that manner. I, I saw no detrimental impact whatsoever. Right. It was it, just another ticket media. All right. And yet, in what you said earlier, and what you can't, of course, report is bottom line because you're not privy I don't, to that. Yeah, I'm, but you I'm haven't heard those complaints. Kind of I mean, we used to hear those complaints from the um, the supervisors at the main gate with those multi-day passports getting misused by uh, tour groups because they, they, they could feel the fiscal impact. Yeah. Well, you know, you, 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 hear, you hear the grumblings, but... The grumblings would be the same grumblings that you get with any different type of whether you're doing uh, the free birthdays or whether you're doing the resident salute or whether you're doing this type. You know, remember we used to have the tickets and we still I think we still have a uh, an occasional uh, linkage to the Anaheim Angels. Excuse me. We don't call them the Anaheim Angels anymore. Just the Angels. Um but when we had the baseball games and you would be able to have you get get the baseball game and then you had a ticket that come into park after the game. Um, you know, those are all the different types of media. This is just a different type of media. And you in any time you have something, there, there's the little, uh, problems that you get with them. But that's just part of the, you know, just part of the job. You know what this sounds like to me? It sounds like the same people Putz may get, be getting his information from. Are the same people Walter Coning gets his from? It's you know the popcorn vendor, the, the churro vendor. Not not any offense to those guys, but it's the people who are never happy with their job and have to find something wrong with the company they work for, right? They all think they're obviously paid too too little, and the people above them know nothing, and they're a bunch of you know. It's the well, same I, typical I, I argument. You, you know? I, I can tell you right now, I am paid too little, and I know more. Than <laughs> <not>. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, now going, let's, we'll go forward to this, the idea of this campaign. This sounds much harder to maintain because, first of all, you have to define, okay, what are the groups? Well, I, be? I'm sure that, let's, let's say it's chalk, for example. But I'm sure who, if you do, well, hold on. Let's say it's chalk. I'm sure they're going to work out something where you go to chalk and you say, I'm doing my volunteer Disney hours. And they've got some kind of forms, something to, some way to verify. Because I'm sure it's going to be online. If if Putz is right, there's going to be some online list of approved charities, yeah. and then those charities will already have, you know, forms, something to give you again to confuse the frontline cast member at the ticket booth. I don't know how confusing it could yeah, have been when it, I it, I took my printout from the website that says, "Here's who I am," you know. How tough was that? Yeah. But again, now you're depending on outside people and their honesty that they're going to give the proper hours out accordingly. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, hey, but I might know people that, at Chalk and, hey, just write me down, you know. Yeah. And that's that's where I'm coming to, to where that one would be more difficult because at least on your birthday, you're either registering it or you're showing your driver's license or something. But what I was going to really get into is Disneyland already does that. We have the mini marathon coming up, and we have a whole lot of volunteers that work on that. They're all getting, you know, different community volunteers with the Cub Scouts, my Cub Scouts, and when my daughter was with the Girl Scouts, they've gone out on the mini marathons, and they get free tickets to come into Disneyland because they help participate 
whether you know it's being at one of the drink aid stands or just cheering the people on and everything they get they get free tickets to come into Disneyland the chalk walk all the participants that uh, are registered to be to uh, help raise money for chalk they all get a free ticket to come into Disneyland that's all part of the event so Disneyland's already doing that so I don't see anything different than what well, Disneyland's already doing well because uh, let's say uh, me. I didn't know I could go volunteer the chalk walk and get a free entry. Not that that would make me go do a chalk walk. But a lot of people out there probably don't realize they can do these. A lot of organizations do, but maybe individuals don't. So the whole what they are, they're going to try to do is inspire. I'm sure the ads will, uh, supposedly Muppet ads, will encourage people to go out to these particular charities and help out. Let's say, it, you know, it's the March of Dimes or the... You know the what's the the ones that give the toys at Christmas? I'm going blank. Toys for tots. Toys for tots. You know, let's say you have to volunteer so many hours ringing a damn bell in a, a Santa Claus thing or something. That's you know, Salvation Army. Okay, well that one too. Whoever these Disney options are, you know, for charities. Yes, you're right. You probably can do some of that now. Remember, well, remember the problem we used to have. There, you go back to giving free tickets away. Um, I forgot why cheerleaders. We're doing so. What was that thing we used to do every year? Some kind of football thing, and we'd have um, they had cheerleaders go out to it that volunteered. It was Disney like hosted. It was almost like not like a. Oh, uh, are you? You're not talking about the Pigskin Classic, that, are you? Maybe it was that. Well, anyways, I got called about someone misusing a silver pass. I think it's silver. I mean, these silver passes should know better than this, right? So I get a call. I'm following this this young. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I call. I'm following this young, and I'm thinking, well, how does this youngin get a silver pass? So I followed her in. She went through the turnstile with a couple of people. She accepted like a couple hundred bucks. She immediately went right out the exit, followed her to her car because she was a minor, and then approached her with her parents, who whoever dropped them off. Well, she was basically selling her sign-ins for the Silver Pass. She was given a Silver Pass for one year for helping out at this event. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, they're right away. I mean, it wasn't the first time I caught somebody selling sign-ins, but it was so blatantly obvious, which was part of it. And and we looked up because that was part of the other thing. You know, they, uh, I don't know if they still can, but I'm sure they can, you know, used to go to the lead office and they'd put in a pass number. Oh, yeah, that person has been in every day for the last 14 days in a row. Or, yeah, every Saturday they're here. So you start to see patterns. Um, and, yeah, uh, and I found out they were giving it to them for free. So we, I, I think I confiscated it right there. And then they had to come in and prove why they needed to get it back. You know, because everybody knew I this was really watched carefully. And, I, you know, it was on the rail. Can I approach? Yes. Uh, should I take the pass? Yes. Uh, do I need to bring her in only if she wants it back? Because quite honestly, like any ticket, uh, it's the property of Disneyland. And they can right. take it back anytime they want. I saw some posts, you know, um, you know, when we used to kick people out, we were to- we told them that if they came back the same day, it was trespassing. Right. And we would arrest them. Now, some might argue that, hey, if you pay your way in, it can't be <laughs> trespassing. Because recently something came up. I want to say was it no Universal Florida I believe some spat in line you know they got carried away and the person who 
wasn't the perpetrator, ends up getting kicked out of the park for, I don't know if it was for life or something. And we're thinking, wait, there's got to be more to the story. If someone was supposedly bothering you and you complained about it, why would you be the one not asked to ever come back? Yeah. And I think it was a little more strict than our old Disney one, which was, you know, you're gone for today. Come back, visit us some other time. Please be honest. But you come back today, we're going to arrest you. And someone commented on this this forum or uh, Twitter, wherever it was, saying, well, how can they do that? You, It's a pay-to-entry place. But, you know, I guess it's, you know, what are those old signs? We have the right to refuse service, you know? Yeah, that's, that's what it comes down. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to step back and say, you know, the whole thing. Not a lawyer, not even a street lawyer, and I can't comment on any things that any of the policies of Disney because that's their policies. But yeah, you know, you go to any, any place, whether it's a park or a movie theater or anything, and they always say you have the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason. Well, you know, they could say, yeah, if you spit on the sidewalk, that's the right to refuse service, but they always usually have a really good reason. And when you use that ticket to go in and you break the rules blatantly, that were set, that was set upon you that they the company whatever you've broken the contract so the company well, yeah, can they're, expel they're, you out without yeah. ha- they they fulfilled their end but yeah, you broke the your end right. of the contract there's technically a binding contract on those t- and I, I i know on the old printed tickets you know uh years ago there was a little thing on the back but uh yeah basically yeah no shirt no shoes no shit right Right. <laughs> I mean, it's the same kind of thing. You, uh, as long as they don't break any of the federal or state, um, right? As long as, uh, as, what, as, long as uh, you're not discrimination rules. Any other, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If 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 it's a legitimate reason, and you yeah, know, as long as we don't, find... yeah, yeah, we can't say, "Well, shoot, Shaft, you're bald. You can't come in. We don't want any bald people in here." That would be well, discriminatory. They, they but you know. might be afraid of me if I came in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, shiny, bright light. I might interfere with things. Yeah, yeah, you might. Okay, so the electrical parade has ended. It's run. Uh, it's, it's run for the season. Now, uh, is Putts right? Was uh, Fantasmic supposed to end at the same time, but has been kept on the weekends because Lucky the Magic Dragon uh, is now working? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have been told that uh, I was told or I shouldn't say I wasn't personally told. I had read that we were going to be extending Fantasmic for a couple more extra weekends. Um, it's being reported now through November on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's, it's more than a couple most, extra. I mean, it's a couple extra months. Yeah, uh, mostly because they, uh, you know, we don't have anything going on at nighttime for the weekends for DCA, and we got so many other things going on. Uh, they just want to keep Fantasmic running. It's too bad. Yeah. I, I actually like it when you can actually take a, a floating vehicle out at night. Yeah, I, I miss going out on the Mark Twain at night. That, now, that was always a nice way to close the evening. Yeah, now, um, I haven't heard the Putz Master talking about this, but we have talked about it before. A special Halloween show for fireworks. Any more on that? No, the last I heard is they're just going to be bringing the uh, old the old fireworks show back. A uh, rem- remember? Remember, yeah. Okay, remember light or remember f- uh, full? Because I understand f- they did do kind of a light version <coughs> where they eliminated a song or an effect here or there. Haven't heard. I just heard that they're supposed to be bringing. You're you're familiar four. with both versions, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
I don't know if I've ever seen the light version. I only watched it when it first came out, and then, you know, you know me and trying to cram into the hub. Not my thing. To for, for the most part, remember light just means we're not going to be shooting off the uh, fireworks off the uh, buildings around the hub. What about the fire? The castle will still go off. It's just that we're not going to shoot them off from frontier okay, land you, you and said, main street. You said fireworks, but what about the fire that surrounded the uh, hub? The the only fire on the hub comes from the castle. No, there was fire 360 around the hub that shot up in the uh, Indiana Jones sequence, I think. Nope, just off the castle. Yeah, I think you're that's, wrong. That's, that's, that's the only place that has... Uh, the the those torches that do that they're they're only located on the castle. So you're saying while the fire was going there, fireworks were shot from behind. Right. Hmm. So I'm I'm gonna give you that. I swear I remember seeing fire back there. But if you're gonna say it was just fireworks, it's since just... it's been a while, I'm. In fact, gonna... I don't even think we. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you until we up. get an email saying one of us was wrong, which I'm sure we'll probably get almost immediately after this one's yeah. posted, but. Um, okay, so, yeah, I don't really care if it comes back or not. I know D23 was reporting it was coming back. Um, and I thought they said September, so that would be next month. Yeah, I heard it was right after the end of, uh, right after the end of the summer season. Well, have, has the summer fireworks have not stopped yet during the week, or have they? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, no, not yet. Okay, so and still... I don't have I don't have next week's schedule. I know Disneyland closes at nine o'clock next week, so I don't know if they're going to have a closing show or if they uh, actually end this weekend. I guess we should say next week. We're recording on the twenty fifth of August, so in case right. in case Mike doesn't pull it out of his ass and it takes him two weeks to post this thing, like the last show we recorded, um, you'll know why we're a little late on information. Yeah. The day the angels almost got the day after the angels almost got blitzed by the tigers of all people. Yeah, the angels suck. Um, oh, they're a great team. <laughs> did you, Did you hear that they're the only team right now where every batter in the lineup has over a three hundred average? No, there was a thing in the online register though. Uh, it was twenty five photographs of the best and worst things that the angels have ever done. You know, from Mo Va- <laughs> Mo Vaughn being one of the worst, uh, Bobby Valentine, who was supposed to be this young great player, and then he you know broke his leg horrendously on the outfield aff- fence because it was chain link underneath the padding, and his foot got yeah. caught in it, and his career was never the same after that. To Nolan Ryan's, you know, fourteen inning blah blah to to this and that. And it was there were some good highs and lows in there. It was kind of funny, but they they hold a few unique. Um, records that are just almost odd records that you know will it yeah. ever be duplicated kind of things um and sometimes it's a circumstance of where you're playing i, I forgot where the expos oh. the expos held some games in south america um and one guy hit like uh, a home run three nights in a row or so i something yeah. to do with some weird record you know did, so. did you see that uh single player triple play Last uh, week, no, I saw a post about it, but I never went to look at it. Awesome I can, play! I can imagine how it would happen, but uh, he caught the ball, yeah. tagged second base, and got the second base runner out. Yeah. And the first base runner didn't slow down fast enough, so he, he could just reach out and tag the oh, guy. He tag- oh, he tagged him! Yeah, no, one person, one got, person, got all you, three outs. Yeah. Well, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it'd be, I guess it would be two if he threw it back to first. Though he would have to do it, or you wouldn't get the. Yeah. But so the guy, the guy was sprinting hard enough, and 
He caught he a didn't... he must have caught a rocket, right? And yeah, then... he caught a rocket, was able and he was right there at second base. I think it was the second baseman. Just tagged second base and the guy came up to him and he just tagged the the guy started trying to run back and he just ran after him and tagged him. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, you don't see triple plays uh, often, let alone one person. Yeah. So um found this out last night during the baseball game. Uh ESPN did a did their survey of all the sports venues, football stadiums, uh, basketball pavilions, baseball stadiums, Anaheim Stadium, they ranked number one as the best stadium where it's for the fan, where it's the most comfortable, where families can sit. It's the most comfortable for kids. It's let's see, uh, just the D- best setup. ESPN owned by Disney. Uh, Disney has close ties to the stadium, and they renovated it when they owned it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you can read it on ESPN. I'm sure you know, just like uh, all of you know, other people's surveys. By the way, next time when Mike's on, we should go to. Uh, we've had some recent reviews. <laughs> some of them that are actually kind of funny, and some of them are, like, you know, get a life. But we should yeah. go talk about those. So anybody who hasn't left us a review, uh, please go to iTunes and leave us some new stuff so we have something to talk about. Besides the BS we've talked about. <sighs> yeah, I hate beating. Well, no, I don't really hate beating on putts. I just, well, I just, you know, uh, I, uh, everything's a negative. I mean, there's some great things happening, and he has to spin it to be a negative and beat up on people who his management style he doesn't like. You know what? Go freaking run the place yourself. I don't think you've ever go worked for your, Disney or go get your you own know, park. you're you're just don't, this don't out, run this place. Go get your own yeah, park. This outside guy who wants to complain about everything. Now, granted, I do my share of complaining on my other show and saying, hey, you could have done this better. But, you know, I, I try to give it, you know, something about what could have been done better. And all he does is bitch and moan. And, you know, I don't know. It's just it's like he's got nothing better to do with his life than bitch and moan about the. Uh, Disney and you know probably making a bit of a change off of it too so I don't know I just it's it's Anyways. frustrating sometimes to actually see anything positive coming out of his mouth so so all right well okay. I think we've recorded long enough I've lost track we, of the time maybe a little over two hours maybe we, we farted around enough yes we did yeah so until next time which don't I, don't don't forget you gotta put you gotta put the uh tone in the middle of it so everybody knows it's time to turn around and come back only on the shows i record because mike would never bother to take the time to do anything like that um his style of editing is called laissez-faire record don't edit and post so in fact that's what we did have one review that said we had horrible sound quality and i to be honest i can't remember the last one which was really bad we did have a few and i bitched to mike about it and he was pissed at me for bitching about it but he doesn't go back and check the shows you know pretty much just post it level eight it or i mean record it level eight it let it go um and whatever that's neither here nor there it was just kind of cracked me up because i'm thinking boy we haven't had a show that sounded like crap in a long time i don't think i mean our content may be crap sometimes but you know the, the like quality, tonight yeah the sound quality usually is pretty good great quality <laughs> Just crappy content. Yeah, well, you know, look at the host. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, if they want something better, then you know, you get what you pay for. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get so. you get you got everything you paid for tonight. No That's more, right. no less, no less. That's it. <laughs> very, oh, very okay, good. with that. With that, adieu. Good night.
little bitty boy living in a box under the stairs in the corner of the basement of the house half a block down the street from Jerry's bait shop. You know the place. Well, anyway, back then life was going swell and everything was just peachy. Except, of course, for the undeniable fact that every single morning, my mother would make me a big old bowl of sauerkraut for breakfast. I said, hey, mom, what's up with all the sauerkraut? And my dear sweet mother, she just looked at me like a cow looks at an oncoming train. And she leaned right down next to me. And she said, it's good for you! And then she tied me to the wall and stuck a funnel in my mouth and force-fed me nothing but sauerkraut until I was 26 and a half years old. That's when I swore that someday, someday I would get out of that basement and travel to a magical faraway place where the sun is always shining and the air smells like warm root beer and the towels are oh so fluffy. Where the shriners and the lepers play their ukuleles all day long and anyone on the street will gladly shave your back for a nickel. Waka waka doo doo, yeah. Well, let me tell you people, it wasn't long at all before my dream came true because the very next day a local radio station had this contest to see who could correctly guess the number of molecules in Leonard Nimoy's butt. I was off by three, but I still won the grand prize. That's right, a first-class one-way ticket to Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd never been on a real airplane before, and I gotta tell you, it was really great. Except that I had to sit between two large Albanian women with excruciatingly severe body odor, and the little kid in back of me kept throwing up the whole time. The flight attendants ran out of Dr. Pepper and salted peanuts, and the in-flight movie was Biodome with Polly Shore, and oh yeah, three of the airplane engines burned out. We went into a tailspin and crashed into a hillside, and the plane exploded in a giant fireball, and everybody died. Except for me. You know why? Because I have my train table up, and my seat back in the fall up. burning wreckage. I crawled on my hands and knees for three full days, dragging along my big leather suitcase and my garment bag and my tenor saxophone and my 12-pound bowling ball and my lucky lucky autograph glow-in-the-dark snorkel. But finally I arrived at the world-famous Albuquerque Holiday Inn where the towels are oh so fluffy and you can eat your soup right out of the ashtrays if you wanna. It's okay, they're clean. Well, I checked into my room and I turned down the AC and I turned on the SpectraVision and I'm just about to eat that little chocolate mint on my pillow that I love so very, very much when suddenly there's a knock on the door. Well, now, who could that be? I say, who is it? No answer. Who is it? There's no answer. Who is it? They're not saying anything. So finally I go over and I open the door and just as I suspected, it's some big fat hermaphrodite with a flock of seagulls haircut and only one nostril. Oh man, I hate it when I'm right. So anyway, he burst into my room and he grabbed my lucky snorkel and I'm like, hey, you can't have that. That snorkel's been just like a snorkel to me. And he's like, tough. And I'm like, give it. And he's like, make me. And I'm like, okay. So I grabbed his leg and he grabbed my esophagus and I bit off his ear and he chewed off my eyebrows and I took out his appendix and he gave me a colonic irrigation. Yes, indeed, you better believe it. And somehow in the middle of it all, the phone got knocked off the hook. And 20 seconds later, I heard a familiar voice. And you know what it 
it said? I'll tell you what it said. It said, if you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. In Albuquerque. a solemn vow right then and there that I would not rest. I would not sleep for an instant until the one-nostrilled man was brought to justice. But first I decided to buy some donuts. So I got in my car and I drove over to the donut shop and I walked on up to the guy behind the counter and he says, yeah, what do you want? I said, you got any glazed donuts? He said, no, we're out of glazed donuts. I said, well, you got any jelly donuts? He said, no, we're out of jelly donuts. Said, you got any Bavarian cream-filled donuts? He said, no, we're out of Bavarian cream-filled donuts. I said, you got any cinnamon rolls? He said, no, we're out of cinnamon rolls. I said, you got an apple fritters? He said, no, we're out of apple fritters. I said, you got any bear claws? He said, wait a minute, I'll go check. What do you have? He says, all I got right now is this box of one dozen starving crazed weasels. I said, okay, I'll take that. So he hands me the box and I open up the lid and the weasels jump out and they immediately latch onto my face and start biting me all over. <laughs> oh man, they were just going nuts. They were tearing me apart. You know, I think it was just about that time that a little ditty started going through my head. I believe it went a little something like this. I ran out into the street with these flesh-eating weasels all over my face, waving my arms all around and just running, running, running like a constipated wiener dog. And as luck would have it, that's exactly when I ran into the girl of my dreams. Her name was Zelda. She was a calligraphy enthusiast with a slight overbite and hair the color of strained peaches. I'll never forget the very first thing she said to me. She said, hey, you got weasels on your face. That's when I knew it was true love. We were inseparable after that. Oh, we ate together, we bathed together, we even shared the same piece of mint-flavored dental floss. The world was our burrito. So we got married and we bought us a house and had two beautiful children, Nathaniel and Superfly. Oh, we were so very, very, very happy. Oh, yeah. But then one fateful night, Zelda said to me, she said, Sweetie Pumpkin, do you want to join the Columbia Record Club? I said, whoa, hold on now, baby. I'm just not ready for that kind of a commitment. So we broke up and I never saw her again, but that's just the way things go. Because about a week later, I finally achieved my lifelong dream. 
That's right, I got me a part-time job at the Sizzler. I even made employee of the month after I put out that grease fire with my face. Oh yeah, everybody was pretty jealous of me after that. I was getting a lot of attitude. Okay, like one time I was out in the parking lot trying to remove my excess earwax with a golf pencil when I see this guy Marty trying to carry a big old sofa up the stairs all by himself. So I, I say to him, I say, hey, you want me to help you with that? And Marty, he just rolls his eyes and goes, no, I want you to cut off my arms and legs with a chainsaw. So I did. And then he gets all indignant on me. He's like, hey, man, I was just being sarcastic. Well, that's just great. How was I supposed to know that? I'm not a mind reader for crying out loud. Besides, now he's got a really cute nickname, Torso Boy. So what's he complaining about? Say, that reminds me of another amusing anecdote. This guy comes up to me on the street and he tells me he hasn't had a bite in three days. Well, I knew what he meant, but just to be funny, I took a big bite out of his jugular vein. And he's yelling and screaming and bleeding all over, and I'm like, hey, come on, don't you get it? But he just keeps rolling around on the sidewalk, bleeding and screaming, ah! 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 And I'm completely missing the irony of the whole situation. Man, some people just can't take a joke, you know? Anyway, um... Where was I? I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, well, okay, anyway, I, I know it's kind of a roundabout way of saying it, but I guess the whole point I'm trying to make here is I hate sauerkraut! That's all I'm really trying to say. And by the way, if one day you happen to wake up and find yourself in an existential quandary full of loathing and self-doubt and racked with a pain and isolation of your pitiful, meaningless existence, at least you can take a small bit of comfort in knowing that somewhere out there in this crazy old mixed-up universe of ours, there's still a little place 